Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. You know, it seems like we have stopped making good picks uh, for, we did it for a decade, but we have been stopping. We, we were not very good last week, but you know what? If you took both of our locks by the skin of your teeth, you made money last week. So at least there's well, that. Uh, 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 no, they only made money if they gambled off of your line. <laughs> don't call them my lines. I didn't make your, the lines. Your, I don't the, make the lines. The uh, no, no. I, I'm just uh, I'm just counting down the days here until we uh, do not have to use the <laughs> covers.com free <laughs> handicapping contest lines because those are the only people who made money. Because everyone else I, on I, earth I, had that at fifteen or fifteen and a half. But you, but we used the one place that had that as a sixteen and a half point spread. I do not shop for lines. I don't. I just use the line that happens <laughs> no, to I be know. there. I know they're just bad, <laughs> provably. <laughs> but now we now they're provably bad. I think you've had your eyes opened this year a little bit to the line craziness that goes on there. Um, <sighs> where we had that we have, we have one game earlier this year where it was off by like a full two points. It it, it is. Uh, Sometimes uh, off from the mainstream. That is true. Yes. But, uh, but yes, we, no. we will... technically, yes. People, if they bet, if somebody got in at 16 and a half on that game, they won money. They did. I, I don't know how many places it was available, but, <laughs> but they did win I can money. tell you when I picked the game last week, it was zero. <laughs> oh, in any event. Uh, You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you live on a Saturday night, December the 3rd, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. December football uh, has indeed started or will start uh, tomorrow. Technically started uh, Thursday night. Uh, But we'll get to the rest of the 14 games remaining on the schedule. Uh, We will pick those later on. Uh, But first, we will recap the happenings of week 12, which features uh, some squirrely lines and some uh, skin of their teeth covers, uh, depending on where you can shop and find those. They they had to be available somewhere in the world at 16 and a half. They don't just come out with that for no reason. I'm guessing. I'm just, you know, when I, uh, when I pick the games, which is usually within a couple hours of the show, I have the, I use the covers.com odds page. And it, it gives you just an array of lines. It's got at least eight different lines that you can scan through. And, and for most of the games, they're all within a half a point of each other. Uh, I, I'm actually not looking at any lines that are more than well, one line, one game. Uh, tomorrow I am seeing a line that has multiple places, one full point apart. One game, but but all the rest of them were pretty much a half point um, within each other. So and the game that uh, Jay and I are 
uh, chuckling about and, and laughing about is the game that I covered uh, for my lock, where oh, the Rams. Uh, sorry. Oh wait, I just <laughs> drinking here. Sorry. I heroically pulled out a cover from the <laughs> the bottom of the barrel, and the Rams, uh, as 16-and-a-half-point dogs, uh, get thoroughly outplayed and embarrassed by the Kansas City Chiefs and lose by 16, therefore yes. giving me the lock. Which thankfully wasn't <sighs> my lock. Uh, no, I, I had the Dolphins, who heroically hung on to a 30-point <laughs> lead to barely cover their sp- – uh, who completely and thoroughly outplayed the Houston yeah. Texans and wound up covering by a point uh, as 14-point favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the other line uh, last weeks. week, it actually uh, cost that the, uh, the the spreads cost us a push last week, too, in that uh, Philly-Green Bay game, because that was pretty universally mm-hmm. a, a seven-point spread. But us sitting on that at six and a half uh, came out yeah. losers on that one. Yeah, it happens. I'm sure there's been multiple, multiple times throughout the years where it gave us a win where we didn't deserve it. So, yeah, the, the lines are, are different uh, than the mainstream uh, sometimes. Uh, most of the time, it's uh, you know, they're right there in line. But last week was, was the outlier where they seemed to really be, you know, kind of kind of wacky. Yeah, but. and I know we had that one early in the year where we were actually even texting and going back and forth on Twitter about the lines. You're like, well, I don't even know where that line came from. <laughs> I think it was a Thursday night game. Yeah. It didn't end yeah, up mattering it, one bit. But right. you know. But it, it was it was different. It was different than uh, where everyone, where everywhere else was quoting. So uh yeah, yeah they do kind of have their own their own rules there. I guess, I suppose they just do it and make it move depending on what the uh, movement is in the contest, which has absolutely nothing to do with real life money movements and and whatnot. Uh, if they're right. if, if somebody decides to slam or, or not somebody but multiple people decide to slam a particular line in that contest and they decide to move it, uh, that might not have anything to do with what's happening uh, in the real world. There may not have been a whole lot of people slamming uh, Kansas City minus fifteen to make them push it up to sixteen, sixteen and a half. But in this contest, right. uh, apparently uh-huh. there was. Well, and and for for reference, in the past we had used that. Or, you know, you had used those lines because that was the only place that would give us a line when Vegas would be off on a game. Correct. Which we haven't seen in a very long time. This is true. So, uh, so that's why yeah, we have I've... had discussions that we'll we'll run this through the end of the year, and then I think we're going to find a an actual sports book line that we're going to use, and then we can always go back to their lines in the odd chance that somebody's off the board. Yeah, we'll discuss it and find a consensus, and we'll because there's so many places to choose from, and so <laughs> uh, the consensus of two. Um, but there's so many uh, choices. You know, yes. you say we, we'll go with the casino. Well, which one? There's you know a, a billion of them. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like we'll, right we'll on figure the covers. Covers. dot com has always been kind of our place to go, and then you look at their odds page. They've got you know eight different ones to choose from. You know, from Caesars to BetMGM. Uh, DraftKings, you know, I, I'd probably stay away from like the DraftKings and FanDuel's, but you know, yeah. casinos or or actual somewhat reputable uh, sports books. So, but we'll we'll, we'll we'll figure that one out. Right. Well, uh, the Week Twelve recap, uh, it was uh, it was another <laughs> week full of odd, oddities and. Uh, yes. weird stuff on and off the field. So yes, and I um, can't again. I can't completely blame the line. The Chiefs 
were living in the red zone and kicking field goals against the Rams. <laughs> they clearly did not care. Uh, we will definitely uh, be getting to to that in our awards. I'm sure. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that game, so that's all you. Because <laughs> what I want to say about that game starts with F and ends with the game. <laughs> Or that game, you know. Starts starts with bull and ends with shit. I, I understand. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, since we tied for the week at 6-10. and ten, uh, um, It goes to you. It goes back to me since I won the week before for, uh, yes. for our honors for the week. So that means that I have to come up with the best of the week out of that stuff. Um, I, I, I'm... I, I guess punting this time for best of the week. I, I couldn't really pick oh. anything out of the games for best of the week. The best thing about week 12 to me in the NFL was that November football ended and the <laughs> six week countdown to the end of the season began the December push. Um, I get excited about uh, all the teams that are in contention for the playoffs, uh, the teams that are outside, who's going to make a push from the outside and, and force their way into the field that, maybe nobody sees coming uh, who's going to fall out of the race. That's got us playoff spot right now. Um, rarely do I figure it out uh, correctly beforehand, but it's still very fun to watch and, and very compelling last year's surprise stat that I sort of looked at and thought, wait a minute, the 49ers are up there in yards per play and, and they, their record was not commensurate with that. And I, you know, maybe they're going to make a run uh, just based on, on that. And indeed, they made a run all the way uh, to the, to the uh, NFC title game. Uh, this year, I'm looking at yards for play. There's, there's a few teams that surprised me uh, again. Don't know how many of them have a, a Niners-type run in them. Uh, but the Las Vegas Raiders are actually fifth in the league this year in yards per play. And I understand that that comes off of that Josh Jacobs game. And I'm sure that skews yes. the that a lot for them, but that was one hell of a game, and so he deserved maybe he's the best of the week, I don't know, but uh, the Raiders are actually not terrible, it, it just seems like they got a lot of bad luck, it seems like they have some bad leadership there with their head coach who doesn't seem to really know how to be a leader, uh, but they're not terrible on the field as we've seen when they get it together and balance and get that running game and passing game going they can be extremely potent, and the fact that they're fifth best in yards per play backs that up seventh in the league in yards per play, the Detroit Lions, which just yeah. blew me away because um, they, I guess it just kind of ex, uh, accentuates just how terrible their defense is because they're, they're hanging in there. They're putting points on the board. They're putting yardage uh, in the air uh, and on the ground. They just can't hold a, a lead at all. Their, their defense just gives it. They're, they're basically the NFC Baltimore Ravens, no matter what they do uh, <laughs> offensively. I don't know. <laughs> the D is going to get it back. I don't know about that, but I get the correlation, but not exactly the same, but similar. No, no, the, um, the lions problem was that they just disappeared for two weeks. Right. They had games where they didn't show up at all. Right. Not, and not, you know, and then now that they're getting the surge, you know, you then you think about those games where they were just like, they were leading the league in offense, and then they just ghosted, and then now they've started right. coming back, and they're in all these crazy wild shootouts. And okay, and then tied for ninth in yards per play with the Ravens is actually the New Orleans Saints, which uh, highlights just how inconsistent they've been because they've had their yep. moments, but uh, by and large they've they've found a way to disappear at times as well. So I don't know 
uh, if any of those teams are making a run and, and going for a late playoff spot, uh, Detroit and New Orleans, I think, have outside shots at doing that just because uh, being in the uh, NFC, the Raiders I, in the West, I don't, I don't think they have a chance in hell. Uh, wow. But just interesting to look at that. Uh, that there, There's some teams, that, there's going to be some surprise teams, and, and the fun of it is trying to figure out exactly who. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because uh, if you look at the uh, the PFF grades by team, right, where you look at their overall grade for the year, offense, defense, and special teams, right, if you want to – here's an interesting one since we're on that where you're looking for a, a team, and I, I hate to look at this team, but there's only one team in the top ten, in the top ten in all of football that has a losing record by by the PFF metrics. You'll never guess who it is. Okay, so they're uh, in the top 10 of what exactly? They're in the top 10 overall grade for total grade. Offense, defense, special teams, overall grade. They're number nine with a losing record. But they have a losing record. They got me curious. I got to check out these teams and these losing records and try to take a guess at who they could be. You'll never Hmm. guess. If I give you one guess, you would never guess. I'm I'm not going to give it your best shot. My very best shot. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I'm looking at all the teams are losing rates. I'm like, them? No. Like, no, no, them? no. No. They can't have no. a good grade. No. no. Yeah. No. I'm telling you, it'll blow your socks off. All right. The Cleveland Browns. I don't know. Uh, no. Cleveland Browns are actually 17th overall. Okay. Uh, it's it's the Atlanta Falcons. What? Yes. Wow. They have an overall PFF grade for the year of 82.8. Uh, they're higher than Dallas. They're higher than Buffalo. Oh, okay. The Jets. <laughs> so there's your PFF right there. Um, they, they grade out really well uh, offensively and on special teams, and they get dragged down by their, their subpar defense. But that sounds right. like a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, and they caught a wide open tipped ball interception uh, from losing mm-hmm. that game last week. Was about Mariota had Cordero Patterson out in the flat, just wide open, and then the ball gets uh, tipped up in the air in the last play. But I have problems with that because here we have, again, you have a team that dominates on the ground lining up at the one-yard line in the shotgun. Yep. And – that's not just them. I'm not just picking on them, and I don't have any awards for that this week. But but you pick on you know these teams. I don't get it. Why would you put your quarterback four or five yards behind the line of scrimmage when you've got all these these top tier running games and all you need is one yard to get that but, team specifically that that their quarterback clearly doesn't play top level right. football. And they clearly don't trust him to play. Well, Arthur, Arthur Smith no. doesn't want him so what do you playing do? top, Make trying him throw to play top in that football. spot. Oh, right. I just knew. Okay, we I knew that. I knew they were getting picked. I, I knew <laughs> they were going to get down there. As soon as you see him in shotgun, you're like, yep, this isn't going to end well. All right, Mariota, we haven't trusted you all year. <sighs> We've been trying to hide you. Now go win the game for us. Go get them, kids. So your your best of the week is the the death of November football. And more so the birth of December and, and the, the stretch run really beginning now. What I still have trouble getting my head wrapped around is that it's December 3rd and we have six weeks left in the regular season. 
Longest season ever, tied with last year. Starting to feel like it, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the best thing about week 12 to you. You said it. It's Josh Jacobs. <laughs> How could it not be that performance? Uh, granted, it was an overtime performance capped off with an 86-yard touchdown run. But even if you take that away, Josh Jacobs still totaled, you know, 200 and – 20, 217 or, you know, some yeah crazy number. Yeah, 217 yards of offense before that 86-yard run in overtime to cap him off a 303-yard day rushing and receiving. That is, yeah, that's the best of the week. I mean, they needed every yard, too. I mean, the Raiders needed right. everything they got out of Josh Jacobs in that game because their defense, you talk about their offense, their defense is bad. Yes. The, yes. So the, the Raiders, are, you know, you talk about a team that Detroit is just like, they're probably more like the Raiders than they are the Ravens because the Ravens don't really have that offense, you know, where you have, you know, multifaceted offense because they're just not getting it done majorly, you know, through the air and on the ground. They, they, they kind of have these fits and starts and they get these leads and then they blow them. Uh, but yeah, Detroit, and the Raiders, they can score points in bunches, but they give them up just as bad. And they, no joke, they were the Raiders were doing it against uh, Seattle, and Seattle's up, you know, thirty with thirty four twenty seven late in that game, and then they get uh, Raiders get a touchdown, they get that overtime touchdown. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, had I had nowhere else to go with this one but Josh Jacobs and that three hundred plus yard effort. You're certainly not going to get an argument out of me about that effort. Um, it just made, you know, embarrassed me even more because I was uh, going on and on before the game about, oh, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, he's on the injury list. Watch out. He doesn't yeah. play well when he's on the injury report, so be careful, folks. And the Raiders um, aren't the team that are lay it to Seattle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we get. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's what I get for – for doubting him, I suppose. Uh, yeah, three, 33 carries for 229 and two TDs, of course, the game winner. Right. Um, and, and then 74 yards receiving on top of that, just right. just because. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, it was crazy. It, it was a great effort. He needed every bit of it. Might have saved the Raiders' season if we go by your, uh, you know, thoughts that maybe they're maybe they turn it around here, you know. A lot of these teams still have five or six games left. Somebody, will, somebody who's under five hundred will go on that run. I totally agree with you there. Somebody's going to do it, and the Raiders are one of those teams that, with the new regime, with the new coach, uh, if they gel together and and get it together, uh, they can make a run. Just because you get you, every team needs some time to get used to everybody with the new. Uh, plays with the new coaching staff, the the assistant coaches, everything like that. Uh, who's to say that the Raiders don't, you know, put it all together now in December? Now that they're sort of used to each other, now that uh, Josh McDaniels has you know another almost full season of experience of what not to do as a coach, and maybe from <laughs> from here he can go forward and figure uh, out what he can do. Well, boy, we'd like know. to see some of these idiot coaches start to figure things out here, but oh, it, it doesn't look good. All right, speaking of uh, don't look good, my worst of the week, 
And how can you go with anything but the Houston Texans? God, they're bad. They're so bad. They're bad. They're bad. They're, like you said, 30 to nothing, the Dolphins are up at one point. But, uh, 30 yeah, to I nothing. Mean, they benched two of what, midway through the third quarter? Yeah, they were, fuck this. We're, we're done. There's no, no reason to even keep them out here. Um, that's your FedEx Medellin team right there. They just aren't even – like. there's no way that they came back to, to get the two touchdowns on Miami and, and make that score that close if the Dolphins were trying. The Dolphins no. just were not trying in the second half at all. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Texans are the worst, uh, and they're not even struggling. They're just bad. They're the worst thing about the NFL because they're not even being competitive at this point. They're like a college by team, like a, a directional school or something. Just completely squash them and don't even look back. Just run right over them. They're just they're just terrible. I don't know what else to say that you just said that I could say better because that that they're bad. We, yeah, remember we 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 had I had mailed in the Raiders after that Cole game. Maybe that, right. I think that made me woke them up or something. Uh, that happens sometimes. Sometimes you Matt Ryan you're, runs you're for thirty nine yards on you tends to do that. <laughs> you look around and you say, "Wait a minute, we're actually a professional organization and we're doing that." Okay, we're we're better than that. Uh, yeah. The Texans do not appear to be better than that. Uh, so the worst thing about Week Twelve to you. I know I know it was a slam dunk for you for the Texans. This one was a slam dunk for me. Russell Wilson, man. It it, it doesn't get much worse. Uh they played the, the first of all you're playing the Panthers and, and and the original, the OG Ghost Boy, right? That's right. You'd think you'd think that the Broncos would have a chance to they they didn't even really compete in this game. They were never in it, um, you know. They, they they trailed for the entire thing, you know, from the first time the Panthers scored all the way through the end of the game, and you top that all off with this stat line from Russell Wilson: nineteen. Get your, get your barf bags of thirty-five for one forty-two, and the touchdown mm-hmm. and no picks. But that, my friends, is a four point zero six yards per attempt. I mean, that is, I know that's your favorite stat, but, who boy, four yards. Four yards per attempt is, is absolutely, that's criminal. You're Russell Wilson, you're getting to a $240 million dollars. And, and that's the best that you can come up with. That's how, that's how you put your team on your back. Oh, and also, by the way, you, you rushed twice for eight yards and lost a fumble. Um, so, so, oh, so Sam man. Darnold wasn't the answer for the Panthers? It, it was just the Broncos just suck out yeah. loud? Is that is that what that was? Yeah, the answer was not Sam Darnold. The answer was just play the Broncos, who are now three and eight. And, oh. I mean, I told you last place finish back when they signed Russ. I didn't know it was going to mm. look like this. Uh, no, nobody knew it was going to look like this. It, it, this and, really is atrocious uh, football. Yeah. Um, at the uh, be, uh, To do a public service to everyone listening to all three of you, 
so that we don't have to go back and, and rehash that game again. I'll just uh, tell you that uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, for you, are bad. And for me, struggling. Good God, man. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you saw a defensive player for the Broncos, Mike Purcell, uh, had some choice words for uh, Broncos Country Let's Ride himself. Yes, he did. Uh, I don't think he was sideline. saying Broncos Country Let's Ride. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're getting their ass kicked by the Panthers and Sam Darnold, and it's just looking terrible, and nothing's going right, and there's Russell Wilson just walking. Broncos right. Country Let's Ride. And Mike Purcell is like, okay, you say that one more time, and I'm ripping your fucking throat out by the Adam's apple, and I'm stomping on it. He didn't say all that, but it looked like that's what he was, he was yelling and wanted to say uh, to Russell Wilson as he's walking by. I don't remember seeing that before, a defensive player uh, going to his own quarterback and saying, dude, get your head out of your ass. Let's get the fuck out there and do something. Let's go. Uh, so that's that's where it is. That's where we are now in Denver. That's why they're struggling because now they're doing so bad. They've got the defenders running over to the office and yelling at them like, come on, what are we doing out here? We're embarrassing ourselves. My God. Uh, you know, Darnold threw for 164 and a touch himself. Yeah. That's better than Russ. It is. And that's a, and he, only had 19, he only took him 19 attempts to get there. <laughs> oh, my God. So that, that's why they remind my struggling. I, I can't. Uh, I can't blame you. You, you want to hear just a, a, just a sickening stat? But more. The Broncos <laughs> punted for more yards than they gained. <laughs> uh, well, at least they got that going for. It. At least they, at least they're not punting fifteen <laughs> yards. So at least there's that. Uh, Corliss uh, Waitman is their MVP. Uh, not the way they uh, planned it in, in Denver. So there's more drumbeat uh, every day uh, uh, about yeah. uh, your your favorite coach not surviving the season. Uh, so that seems to be a foregone conclusion because you don't make stuff like that up uh, out of thin air. There's clearly some right. Broncos front office people, uh, you know, getting their favorite uh, beat reporters and, and, you know, ESPN guys and whispering in their ear, A. Hey, let it be known, Nathaniel Hackett is not surviving this season. We we know what's going on. We see it, and it will be rectified once the season's over. Don't worry. I mean, just get the word out. To think that Frank Reich didn't make it as long as that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Uh, that guy. Well, it, it it all depends on organizations. Some organizations don't ever fire coaches, no matter how terrible they do. So it's just so, that's, that's true. the way it goes. That's true. So, uh, uh, smartest of the week. Had to, had to rummage and dig and try to find uh, 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 smart of the week. You know, and then it kind of was looking at me in the in the face. I, you know, pretty obvious. It, it always looks smart when you go for two and win the game. Ding, you, ding, you ding. Get this the is genius. mine, too, by the way. So, <laughs> okay. we're on the same page here, which I know is going to shock you because I'm, like, <laughs> so opposed to stuff like that, but but how can you be hey, opposed when they win the game? It's smart when you win, but exactly. I, and it's smart when you know your defense is going to give it up going the other way anyways. <laughs> so just go for the win and don't even yeah. let the defense when back you on have, the field. Right, because both of those teams had no business winning. <laughs> right. 
which is exactly why you go for two. So kudos to Doug Peterson in Jacksonville and Brandon Staley uh, for the Clippers. Yes. Uh, and, and the specific play calls I wanted to point out were smart too. Jacksonville had Trevor Lawrence gunned to uh, Zay Jones, who was having a game of his life. So why go in any other direction? Uh, which makes perfect sense. No reason to fool with anyone else. And the Chargers had lots of uh, motion at the snap for their two-point conversion uh, in order to free up uh, the tight end, Gerald Everett, right there in the middle. Like, they, uh, the Cardinals had no idea, and Everett's just standing there completely uh, naked and all alone. And it was a, yeah. a beautifully designed play. Uh, great job by both uh, Peterson and Staley uh, to go for two and get those Ws and, and sneak out of there. With that, with that win, you get you put that ski mask on and you get that win. No matter you know, <laughs> no matter how much of a robbery it is, you just take that W and run out of town with it. Yeah, no, I I completely went with that, and you wouldn't. I know that's what you would not expect me to say, because of course, if they don't make it, you're you're dumb. But I know that would have been your dumbest of the week. That's the line between genius and madness, right? Two yards. Uh, but I threw a third team in on top of that one just for fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm throwing the Browns in on top because <laughs> I loved, and I know it's stupid as hell, but I loved the fact that they get the bomb from to Amari Cooper down at the one-yard line in overtime, right? Yep. Late in overtime, and I don't know who on the Bucks pissed them off, but the Browns just decided they were going to run Nick Chubb right down their throats into the end zone multiple times to win that game when all they had to do was basically kick a 19-yard field goal. <laughs> so I, I loved the cojones there from the Browns to just say, you know what, screw you guys, we're not messing around. <laughs> and they just ran Nick Chubb right down their throats and beat those damn Bucks, and I loved it. Why fool with anything else? Why send the special teams out there and risk fumbling yeah. the snap or getting it blocked? Yeah, just yeah. Send, send Nick Chupps and your, your best player right up the middle and keep yeah. doing it. Do it again. And it and do it as many times as it takes. Because he got worked. stuffed on the first one, and I'm like, oh, okay, right. maybe, he's, maybe he's centering it. Maybe they're getting the – nope, there he goes again. <laughs> right in the end zone. So I don't know who pissed who off from Tampa Bay, <laughs> but – I mean, just I, I just I loved it. I, it. It was so in your face and just kind of old school smash mouth. Just just take it from them. We yeah, we can kick a field goal, but we're not. We're going to score the touchdown. And we're just going to wipe you guys out. And I loved yeah. it. I don't know if it's pissing anyone off. Is uh, we're not going to fuck around with the special teams and find a way to blow this <laughs> <Right>. thing. <laughs> we're just going to win it with our best damn player. Well, yeah, I, I, I still loved too. it though. Loved it. Jack Brisket goes out, uh, outplaying Tommy. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And, and the, Bucks, Brown, uh, the Browns uh, take out the Bucks that, in OT. That was the pick that I kind of waffled back and forth on, and that that a, NFC South is so, so bad. Yeah, that, that stinks out loud too. Um, it was a, there was an awesome grab in that game by David and Joku for uh, for the tie, um, who unfortunately is now uh, hurt and and will miss the next game. Um, and Miles Garrett with the key sacks of Tommy to give Brisket the chance uh, to want the big comeback. Uh, so it was a team effort uh, for Cleveland, and now they uh, wrap that up and usher in the Deshaun Watson era starting tomorrow. Ooh, boy. 
yeah, we'll, we'll see what we'll see if that brings any juice um, to the team. You know, see if he can see if he can massage some wins. Okay, yeah, that, I out of this remaining funny. schedule. <sighs> we we got all our puns. Uh, we we got them all lined up. <laughs> hey hey! I, I didn't go back to the rubbed wrong uh, thing that I titled one show uh, before uh, before canceled it or whatever. Um, is not gonna stop. So get used to it, folks. Yep, uh, he, he's gonna get to grab some balls tomorrow in Houston, uh, to his own again, which yes. is the problem the first time. Uh, so we both uh, covered our smartest. So now I'll move to the dumbest. There's so many things to choose from here. Yeah, I'm going there were. off. I'm going off the field for the dumbest. Did you see the cap that Brian Robinson was wearing after the Washington game? No. You should probably look it up because it's. It's I can't describe it properly. Like you have to see it. It's it's a Washington Washington's baseball cap. Every football team has a, a large selection of baseball caps, even though they play football. So that's Correct. not the problem. Yeah, you the don't problem... see any baseball team logos on football helmets. Those guys, you know, <laughs> right? I want to see that. I want to see a baseball player go to the dugout and put on his team's football helmet. <laughs> I would be the only idiot rocking a, a White Sox football helmet if they did put that out. Anyway, so but this ha- it was a ba- it was a baseball cap in the, in the colors and the style of the Washington Washingtons. Sure, but it was so oversized. He looked like a '90s rapper. It was like it wasn't like two times the size of a baseball cap. It was like five or six times the oh. size of a baseball cap, like a it sombrero looked- baseball hat. It yeah, it, it looks so dumb. It looks so dumb. His explanation for it is apparently he just he's got a friend that makes big ass caps like this, and he wore it to support his friend. And that's not a good enough reason, dog. I mean, it's not like that business is gonna take off. I'm sure the friend got a, a couple hundred people uh, that got in contact with him just from seeing that. But that was because of the novelty of it. He's gonna get nothing next week because it's a stupid product. It looks so bad. I can't. I can't describe it. How dumb it looks uh, enough. You have to go look and see it to see just how stupid it looks. Just a regular looking adult man. Uh, well, not regular. He's a football player. So you know, regular looking, strong football player, adult man standing there with his cap that makes him look like he's auditioning to be in TLC. It just is the dumbest looking thing. Okay, I'll have to look this up. You've got me intrigued. Yeah. So the uh, the dumbest uh, for you. My, well, my dumbest. I'm going to the to the coach who has run the gamut of emotions these last three weeks here to go from, uh, you know, winning to losing to losing again and channeling his inner Herm Edwards. It's Jeff Saturday. Uh, <laughs> dumbest of the week. And you get to the end of that Pittsburgh indie game, and Jeff Saturday forgot all about timeouts and clock management, and, and just what you do as as your team is trying to move down the field to to score what this would have been most likely if they had scored the tying touchdown. Although this last week, who knows? They probably would have gone for two as well. <laughs> but they, they just. They didn't have any rhythm. They were just completely discombobulated on that whole last drive. He admitted after the game, at least he admitted it, like, you know, well, yeah, I probably should have been using some of my timeouts. 
uh, you know, because if we don't score right away, they they burn so much time and then end up, you know, not getting the score and losing the game at the end of that game. But that just the shots of just Saturday on the sideline, sort of anti-coaching. He was just watching the game. Hello. He was watching. I've never seen a coach just watching the football game. <laughs> he did not seem like he was actively running his team, and it spiraled out of control. And, you know, welcome to NFL coaching, Jeff Saturday. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, that's kind of what you're supposed to be doing, but uh, yeah, if it's a you know a nice Monday night, you're you're in the air conditioning, you're comfortable, and yeah. you're just kind of standing around and taking in a, a football game. It's you know that's it's what a he was doing. Time. <laughs> it's a lovely time to just be sitting there and, and or, or standing there on the sideline and enjoying the football, just yeah. watching and going. It's like oh, you can almost look over at the sidelines. He's standing there, shaking his head, looking up at the stadium, like man. How cool is this? While the team is losing the football game. Good job, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. (laughs) Earth to Jeff. Hello. Stupidest of the week. (laughs) Um, Maddie Ice, man, really does stand there in the pocket waiting for someone to just sack him. Like he really. I mean, you can't just be coming around to this. No, but this for a decade. <laughs> I understand, but I don't watch Falcons football like you did, no, and I don't. I don't. And I don't watch he Colts is, football. He is but, the master of third man, down turtle. If the he master. doesn't get his first read, he just stands there and goes, "Oh well, oh well, gosh, <laughs> golly gee, I guess I'm going to get sacked." Uh, good <laughs> grief! Yeah, he's so. He, he, that, they, the problem That's the kind of game that get you benched. I understand why right. he got benched now. That was the kind of game that would get your ass benched if it was a, a different situation. The problem was they didn't need a field goal because he got him in field goal range, but they needed a touchdown. Oops, that's not Matt Ryan's <laughs> thing. His thing is going down there and getting that field goal. <sighs> that was a sorry series in the third quarter, too. The Colts down 16-10. Uh, they drive two field goal range where uh, Pittsburgh jumps offside to give him a first down. Uh, then they give them uh, pass interference on third down to put the ball at the one-yard line. But Matt Ryan, too old to extend himself to get the hand off to Jonathan Taylor, and he fumbles it away, and the Steelers fall on it. And, and take yeah. a, uh, he, could, he could have fallen on the fumble, too. He fucked that up as well. Like He was down there you know, with the ball, but he just couldn't uh, pry it away from the defender. Yeah. Uh, just he was, You could see the re- – he just uh, – I can't reach you. I'm too old. It's like, oh, God. I falled I can't get up. <laughs> We're sending help immediately, uh, Mr. Ryan. I don't have that drop, but I probably should get it. Um, yeah, just, just a just a sad game Monday night all around. Just very yeah, sad. I, I need and I needed that sadness because I think that, <laughs> that 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 tied me with you, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, On I needed that. Six and ten. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> Uh, so my sur- for, uh, surprise for week 12, well, so the Baltimore Ravens uh, rally uh, against the Jaguars, yeah. uh, but the Jaguars answer it. And that's my surprise. The Jacksonville Jaguars answered a rally and came back and, and won a game, and Trevor Lawrence led the comeback, and it wasn't just falling into big plays or big yardage. Like Trevor Lawrence made the throws and made the plays. 
to actually get that thing done. That was very surprising. Just not used to seeing that out of Trevor Lawrence because he just has not been that good. But we all we've always known he's got the potential. Uh, but but he got it done, and so that was a, an interesting <coughs> excuse me sequence of plays where uh, Lamar Jackson uh, gets gets it done for Baltimore. They have the big lead. Jacksonville comes back. And then Baltimore comes back. He loads up the deep shot for Deshaun Jackson, the one uh, deep ball that Deshaun Jackson goes for every year. He, he got it. Um, and then the touchdown, uh, the crosser to Josh Oliver. So that was great that Lamar could mount a comeback himself. It has not been a, a something that the Ravens have been doing, uh, and Lamar specifically. So good on Lamar. Nice comeback. Got the lead. And then Trevor Lawrence made magic. It took the Jags down the field. I, I would have – uh, falling out of my chair if I hadn't been sitting there watching it myself. Uh, and that's not on the Ravens. The Ravens' defense has uh, been giving it up all year, uh, especially late in games. This was – I I watched the, 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 the end of it. That wasn't the Ravens' defense. I don't think Baltimore could have done much uh, at all. Uh, that was just a great drive. That was just Trevor Lawrence down the field making great throw after great throw. Uh, that that was just excellent. And, and Doug Peterson, of course, gets the brass balls – uh, for going for two. Uh, and then, whoo, that last second drive that the Ravens had back to get the field goal range where Justin Tucker had a 67-yard attempt to win the game, it was online. It, it was it was there. It was it, Everybody was holding their breath, everyone thinking the same thing, like, this motherfucker is going to nail a 67-yard field goal to come back and win this game. Came up just short. He didn't miss it by much, maybe three or four yards, but it was online. If it was long enough, it would have actually uh, been uh, accurate. That was that was incredible. That was this close. That was a great effort by Baltimore, but ultimately, that was that was a surprise to me. Though the Jacksonville came and took it. I I'm telling you, I'm a year too soon on those guys, but you're seeing like. It you can see it. it it's like it's there. It, it, they just gotta you get some wins like that, and you stay competitive. And this is definitely a better version of Trevor Lawrence this year than what we had last year. There's highlights, right? It's it's not the the empty highlight reel. He's he's had games. He's got players around him. They've their defenses had spells where they looked really good. It's just the closing for Jacksonville. It just hadn't been there, and this wasn't even a close. This was this was a steal, right? They just went in there, just like they took it. Yeah, it, they put the ski and, mask on. They took it, and but but they did it, and and good for them because you know I was I, I had Jacksonville making that that wild card push this year, and I just I, I tried to will it, but they they had some of those bad early losses, all those close losses that they had, where they hung around but just couldn't quite finish the deal. You know, they get one like this, and it's like, okay, I feel a little vindicated. Like, yeah, there, there's hope for this Jacksonville team. And I stole that pick from you from your playoff thing, as I said. Weird stuff happens in Jacksonville, and, and sure enough, weird stuff That's happens. That's not even just weird I'll stuff happens in Jacksonville. It's the Ravens. <laughs> That's the Raven. That's what happens. So uh, my surprise of the week, uh, I'm giving it to Mike White. Ooh. Mike White. Steps in for Ghost Boy 2.0 in the rain, in the slop, and puts up 315. Three up. touchdowns on the Bears. Uh, I know it's the Bears. I know their defense is just god-awful. 
I, I know it was Trevor Simeon who I thought was half an hour before the game, Trevor Simeon wasn't going to play. All the word, Nathan Peterman's getting this start. I don't know what a... the hell they shot Trevor Simeon <laughs> up with, but it wasn't enough because Mike White had himself a day and the Jets looked really good. I mean, Garrett Wilson came back uh, from witness protection, had a heck of a game. The, the pass distribution was there. Uh, I was I was completely impressed, uh, even though, yes, it was against that Bears defense, and that's easy to be impressive against them. But to just come in kind of cold like that and have that performance, uh, it surprised me that it was that good. It surprised me too, and it shouldn't have, shouldn't have surprised any of us uh, because apparently Mike White, uh, midseason spot start, is like the lock of the year. He did it last year. He did it this year. Just whatever Mike White is going to make his first start of the season, just go all in and, and slam Mike White in the Jets and just take him up for all for all you can possibly afford. Um, and that was – it didn't get an award for me, but that was very embarrassing as well, the whole uh, Trevor Sim. No, it, it's going to be Nathan Peter. No, it's, it's going to be Trevor. No, yeah. wait, oh, hang on. We're, they, they, we, we're, it's a game-time decision. We're not quite sure. Um, I've never – I don't know if I've ever seen that before, where they make sure to let all, the, all their reporter friends know that it's going to be Nathan Peterman because Simeon – uh, pulled his oblique, and they're breathlessly breaking in on on all the pregame shows, breaking news. Nathan Peterman to start for uh, the Chicago Bears, and then like two seconds before the pregame shows all go off and they get ready to go to real games. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Uh, Chicago now says it, it's a game time decision that uh, Trevor Simeon might give it a go after all, and then it winds up being Trevor Simeon anyway. Like it, that's a first of all, that's a obvious lack of uh, respect and and. Uh, and belief in Nathan Peterman that you uh, send out the uh, the word that this guy's hurt himself. We're going to have to use Peterman. And then you turn around and say, you know what? On second thought, fuck that. We're not going to Nathan Peterman. We're going to shoot this guy up and get him out there. Yeah. Uh, what happened? They announced that Peterman was going to start with a Goodell call? No. <laughs> we're, we're not having that. We, 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 we nobody no. needs to see a Nathan Peterman say. start. No. No. Zach Wilson, just like Zach Wilson, no, just flat no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it gets extra strange now that they have announced that uh, Trevor Simeon is out for the rest of the year with this injury oh. that was so terrible that he was going to miss the game, and then at the last second he played the whole game, but now he's going to miss the rest of the year. Yes, yeah. it just uh, well because Justin Fields is is. That's exactly right. It's because they don't have to go to Nathan Peterman this week because they're going to shoot up Justin Fields' shoulder and send him out there. So, yeah. Right. Let's send him out there to try not to get destroyed. But if he gets destroyed, then it'll be it'll be Nathan Peterman unless Roger Goodell calls and says no and, and no. Trevor Simeon is, is released from IR and, and drops back onto the field heroically. I don't know. Goodell won't let Peterman uh, on the field because every time people see Peterman, uh, Kaepernick trends on Twitter. This – Guy has a job over Colin Kaepernick. This uh, guy. This guy. Uh, as well uh, so, it should. So what let you down other than your Bears? <laughs> the, the Bears every week uh, try to <laughs> let me down. Um, yet another fourth quarter lead lost by Baltimore in Jacksonville. But, but really, 
as I covered that, I talked about that game already. So it's not necessarily uh, the the Ravens blowing the game. Uh, and as I said, it really wasn't the Ravens' fault this time. That really was uh, Trevor Lawrence took it from them. My letdown is Lamar Jackson's reaction after the game. Did you see that? Well, the tweet that he sent out. <laughs> I didn't see it, but Daniel Heard Sargent did. Oh. <laughs> Lamar, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Game Fuck, what? Man. Drake, uh, y'all be capping too much. It's apparently. Oh, it's shit. But he's dick. Uh, so for those of you not aware. No, um, I'm not actually saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a heel turn. <laughs> For those of you unaware of the uh, comments and the uh, and the perspective and the and the uh, uh, the situation, so after the uh, Ravens lost, Lamar Jackson uh, sends out a post game tweet uh, responding to uh, apparently some complete rando who uh, added Lamar Jackson uh, yeah. tweets at him and saying Baltimore basically saying Baltimore shouldn't spend two hundred fifty million a year on a guy that you know loses a game like this. He didn't cuss him out or anything. He, he just yeah. he was critical I mean, and said Baltimore shouldn't pay him that money. Uh, but that that was it. That was all he said. Uh, for uh, Rando's criticism, it was fairly innocuous. And yeah, I Jackson think I said that same thing last week <laughs> on this show. Uh, watch out! You better make I'm your, your too Twitter. much. <laughs> better make your Twitter private. Um, so that was, yeah, that was Lamar's response was, uh, y'all, y'all be capping too much. Um, MF never smelt a football field, never did shit, but eat dick. That, that's a quote from Lamar Jackson. That's not either one of us. <laughs> Damn. Like, you can't, really? You that's can't, your apparently response? you can't say that now because now you're homophobic if you say that. That That's pretty homophobic. That's not... That's not cool at all. That's that's why it's my letdown because I thought he was better than that, but apparently he's not. That that's why it's such a letdown because you are in line to get the bag, um, and you're you just yeah. lost another game, and maybe it's not you know any fault of your own that you lost it, but it's such a light criticism to set you off like that. Obviously, you've been wanting to say something like that to everybody. Yeah. For a long time, if that's what set you off, because I promise you, he's getting way worse words than that from people he knows, uh, as far as criticisms go. Uh, and for him to take a, a complete rando like that and blow him up uh, over saying that oh, he shouldn't get the two hundred fifty million, like, dude, that is so light compared to stuff that people uh, can tweet at you. He, when, when you do something like that, you're basically inviting all that. All the all the haters, all the people that uh, make a, a living for themselves off of pissing off famous people and, and eliciting reactions like that, you're inviting all of them to come to your timeline and just keep uh, throwing insults at you until they can get a rise out of you and get another reaction like that. There's nothing good that comes out of blowing up like that, um, and, and I, I definitely was let down by that because I, I really can't, I could not imagine. I saw the 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 tweet. But I didn't know what said it off. I didn't know what was said to yeah. him. And when I saw that, I was like, "That's what made you go there, really? That there's there's no excuse for that." 
and and again, you want you want the bag, you want the money, you want to be the face of the franchise and leader of the team, make a quarter of a you know, billion dollars or whatever you're looking for or more. That's uh, not a good look. You gotta have thicker skin than that. Got to. But uh, plain and simple. I, you know, I, I, and my letdown goes to the on-field side of that game for the Ravens late game defense again. I know Jacksonville, they, they, they gutted it out. They had fourth down conversions and, you know, Zach, uh, Zach, uh, Trevor Lawrence making all the throws, but man, again, the Ravens, all four of their losses have been just like this. Yeah. Um, I, I've got a theory that the Ravens, uh, can't win these games because they're not caffeinated enough because as you know, Coffee is for closers. <laughs> and and they are not closing. The coffee down. <laughs> I, can just, I can see them getting that, that speech. They need to bring in Alec Baldwin to give them that speech before every game. Uh, the, of course, if you know I'm referencing the, the famous uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross speech of Alec Baldwin. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite movies, yes. Yes. But that, that yeah, the Ravens are just not caffeinated enough. Because falling apart at the ends of these games, just hold on. The only thing that beats you is a touchdown. And you just let them just walk right down. Oh, man, again. Yeah, they're going, uh, they're going, they're going for that second prize, uh, the set of steak yeah. knives. <laughs> the third place, you're fired. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying. They're going for that. So that, that's my letdown. We've been on that game a lot because that, that was a wild game. There was a lot of sides of that game. But, yeah, it's funny that uh, you and I both highlighted the uh, Lamar Jackson uh, Twitter episode. That, that was just bizarre. Like, you, yeah. I, I could not believe he had that thin of skin after all the criticisms uh, throughout the years of his play and he can't play the position and this, that, and the other. And that's what set you off to do that, to say something like that, which is – just disgusting. Just he, he had to have been like pent up for so long to sit there and bang out you know those words and those letters with his thumbs like that. Like you, you need to go talk to somebody about that because that, that's just not good. Um, so I uh, already did my uh, struggling talking about Russ and the Broncos. You did. So, uh, so you can get your your Joe on right here. Where is Joe? Joe, where are you? Struggling. Oh, I'll tell you who's struggling. The Packers' run defense is struggling. Oh. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see here. 363 yards on the ground. We knew that the Packers' run defense was bad, but, oh, boy, did they pick a hell of a time to have one of, if not their worst efforts, uh, letting Miles Sanders and – Jalen Hurts combined for three hundo. Whoo! On the ground between the two of them and uh, three touchdowns. Uh, two by Sanders, one by Kenneth Gainwell. But it, in a game that was the, which was surprisingly the Packers' best offensive game of the year. Um, even though some of that was a lot of that was garbage time, and Jordan Love actually came in and looked really good. Um, in garbage time, but he looked good. He didn't come in there and look like last year Jordan Love, uh, zero blitz Jordan Love. 
but Ooh. the Packers were at least competitive for large portions of that game. And then they they keep coming back or getting it within a touchdown. But man, that run D. Whoo. Ah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you've been telling us. You were trying to tell us. You were I have trying been to swear off the Packers. Um, yeah. you, you once uh, this season, you declared you weren't picking them again until they uh, somehow did something about that run D, and they ain't done nothing about that run D. They haven't done. And the one game they sold out correctly to stop the run, Ryan Tannehill torched them. Hmm. Yeah, you can't let that happen. And uh, they, yeah, needed that was... to, they needed to sell out in this game. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts did not have to throw much. He actually ran for more than he threw. And they give up a, a 40-burger to the Eagles uh, on their way to 363 yards given up on the ground to the to the Eagles. That's just, oof. 363, yeah. Speaking of getting fired, uh, the big uh, Joe Barry apparently is not long for the job up here in Green Bay <laughs> as defensive coordinator. Well... Uh, no surprise. Uh, it, it's been it's been bad. It's been really bad. Uh, that was one of those games uh, Sunday night, or you name it, it happened. Uh, that was just back and forth with the, the uh, two touchdowns for each team in the first quarter. It was it tied at fourteen? I think. Um, and, and, uh, and they continued on in the second yes. half, the second well, quarter. Well, fourteen thirteen at the end of the. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a missed field, uh, missed uh, extra point in there. Okay. But yeah, both teams just kept firing back. It is like, whoa. And then here come the Packers and here come the, the Eagles. And uh, as, uh, you know, both of us that had the Packers, we, you know, I was feeling good. I was hoping, hey, they're going to actually yeah. hang in there and, and and compete and give the like Eagles all they can handle. And, and maybe even pull it out. And then uh, Rodgers goes down and is like, oh, geez. Oh, boy. Yeah. Not much you can do after that. Although, like you said, Jordan Love did uh, not look terrible. He had the the one uh, good crossing pattern to to Christian Watson, who takes it to, to the house up the sideline, and you know get get the ball in the hands of the, of the playmakers. That's yeah, you know, the, pretty much the job of the quarterback. So that's exactly what he did. So good on him. Um, unfortunately, they come up you know that half a point short, which oh. is uh, apparently these lines that I'm making up in in my sleep. No, no. <laughs> they're just bad. They're just, they're just, you know, maybe they're just not updated enough. I don't know because they always feel like old lines. I, I don't think they're old. I think they're actually very updated. They're more updated than most lines because I think they sit on top of it and adjust it depending on what's going on in the in the contest betting. That's and that's uh, why I was using them because they're so sure. updated. And and uh, again, you know, con, uh, it's not just that they would have lines that Vegas wouldn't have. It would be some lines that Vegas would have that are old uh, with old information. Um, and their lines would actually be three or four or five points off because they seem to have uh, newer information about a, a certain quarterback that wasn't going to play or oh. something like that. So it, it was right. actually, they're, they're supposed to be the more up to date, but I, I think that with the contest, like I said, I think they really uh, adjusted just depending on who's doing what in the contest, and, and maybe that makes it skew differently from 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 the real world. Sure. Uh, but like you said, we'll discuss it and then figure something out in the off season. Uh, so that was your struggling, and and you already uh, did your Danielle. So I guess that leaves me to uh, to go back to Danielle. And uh, we're into the game seventy two seventy one. 
Sean Taylor, the uh, the poor man whose ghost is in our Hall of Infamy. Yes. The uh, the fifteenth anniversary of his uh, senseless murder came up last weekend. The Washington Washingtons decided that they wanted to do something about this. They wanted to honor the man, the the, the great Sean Taylor. They wanted to do something uh, to to commemorate him. They wanted to commission a statue, and they had a big unveiling. Uh, I believe it was before the uh, the Falcons game. Have you seen this statue that they unveiled? No. Oh no. Oh yeah, it uh, it's, it's not good. They decided to honor Sean Taylor. They they had a big they had a curtain over it and everything, and they yanked it off. And there's the big reveal, and his family is there, and fans are there, and this was a a big moment. And the video was out there, and everyone's reaction to it is out there too, because it was like, what did they just do? It was certainly a, a WTF moment. Um, and again, I'm going to describe it to you, but you're much better off uh, going to find it later Wait. on and actually seeing it. Oh, are you seeing He's it? He's the now? Invisible Man. It's not a statue. His face is nowhere to be found. It's oh, wire. No. Oh, no. I'm looking at it right now. They honored the man by putting up some wire that happened to have his Redskins jersey on it. There's no face. This actually it's just wire. But this belongs in our exhibit. <laughs> because the it's ghost. a ghost. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is. Um, it, it's, it's actually worse than what it looks like on the surface because there's details inside there that uh, Washington writers are going on Twitter and talking about. Like, it's a Redskins jersey from the Redskins yep. days, which is you're not really supposed to be doing that. But it's then, correct. It's because he was a Redskin at the time. So, but even still, uh, so it's a Redskins jersey. It's mismatched jersey pants. The pants don't match the jersey. Uh, there's different no, companies. <laughs> it's, it's like a Nike jersey and an Adidas. They're, they're not even I don't the remember. right color. They're not the, the right color. They don't match. The cleats are not. They look like soccer cleats. I'm, they might be football cleats, but they look like oh, soccer. Man. It looks like they just woke up that morning. Dan Snyder said, "Hey, what can we do to, to commemorate uh, Sean Taylor? Let's. Uh, I got some old wire in the back. Let, let, let's build it up like a scarecrow or something. Uh, take an old jersey, throw it on him. Do we have any cleats? Uh, is that my my kid's soccer cleats? Yeah, that's fine. Just throw, throw them on there. That's fine. Uh, what about pants? We got some. Uh, are those the right pants? A different? No, they're not really right. You know what? That's fine. Just put them on. No one will care. It's fine. Uh, it, it really looked like the most." Uh, haphazard, uh, slapdash, terrible school project. It looked like a, you know, uh, uh, Cute Factor Two brought it to the school for uh, for an art fair or something. That's what it would look like, basically. Um, and it, it's, it's so embarrassing. It's it's just so bad. Uh, but it's it's fitting for that for that franchise. It's absolutely a fitting tribute to Sean Taylor by the Washington Washingtons because it looks like shit, which the the franchise unfortunately is. Boy, that yeah, I could imagine. My my re- re- reaction to seeing it was probably what the fans were when they pulled the thing off to just go kind of like, huh? Yes, I'm just making that face too, like, uh-huh. like he's got the snarled lip, and you're just kind of like mouth open, like, uh, what? That's it. 
And and that's why it's fitting for for Danielle because it is it was a WTF moment. Oh it really yeah, was. that's that just that you could do that for any player and put on a make a put a jersey on a wireframe mannequin. You can pretend like it's anybody in the history of the franchise. It, it doesn't it's have like to be we're meant to be reminded that he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was is. There are no words. No words can describe. Uh, and, and like I said, his family's there. His daughter's. Uh, she's in tears. I don't think it's because of how terrible it is. I think it's because it's an, an emotional time period. But it's you, you kind of look at her and, and at the same time and go, man. I, now I feel for you even more. Like I feel for you yeah. being reminded of the father's uh, death like this, and I also feel for you because this is the memory of him, and this is the. Uh, the way the franchise decides to commemorate it is just terrible. Ah, so what? I, uh, I got, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> it, it's it's just bad. So what else about uh, week twelve did we uh, did we did we overlook? Uh, we had all well, we already talked about Thanksgiving. Um, yep. So we don't really need to go rehash that. We talked about Cleveland. Uh, we did talk about the Bengals uh, squeaking one out against your Titans. Yeah, um, that was uh, that was good on the the Bengals, but it was tough sort of as a as a Titans fan because uh, Cincinnati just brought it. They 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 brought the physicality to the Titans. They brought it to Derrick Henry. They made sure that they were not going to let him get off, and they just hemmed him in. And uh, you can do that sometimes. You you got to bring your best effort. I'm sure the Bengals were in pain all week afterwards because it takes that kind of effort when you're going to make sure you you know stop Derrick Henry. They were hitting. Derrick Henry. They were bringing all the wood to him, and they made sure that if they lost that game, it was going to be uh, because of anyone other than Derrick Henry. So good on the uh, the Bengals' defense, um, and also good on Joe Burrow and T. Higgins uh, getting that connection going, uh, which we all thought was going to happen eventually after the Jamar Chase uh, injury, but they decided to uh, really crank, uh, crank it up against the Titans and get that going. So uh, they they yeah. were missing Chase. They were missing that. That's the impressive part about it. Is that they did this without Jamar Chase and without Joe Mixon. They did that and, and still went into Tennessee and got a big victory. Yeah, and we talk about teams turning it on late, and you're starting to get that feeling with Cincinnati. Right. It was like last year. Yeah, and you know they had that. Well, this year though, it was like they had a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover. They're nicked up not quite figuring things out. And these last few games for them, they're starting to look like that, that team that went on the run last year again. Mm-hmm. And you pointed it out. They, 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 they played bully ball against the bullies. They out bullied the bullies. Very, uh, very impressive. Uh, those, uh, it was tough to watch as a Titans fan, but it was very <laughs> impressive outing by the Bengals. Uh, I think um, the only other game that we did not highlight for good reason was the Saints getting <laughs> blanked. And looking so you get inept. nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Man, talk about teams we can't figure out. They couldn't. They couldn't even score. In uh, uh, lost in the Niners' renaissance is, is their stifling defense. I guess they should get, uh, be getting some more credit and, and some more shine put yeah. on them. Uh, Alvin Kamara got to the one, uh, but the Tala Noah Hufanga uh, shuts the door again. That guy. Uh, that we've been we've mentioned that name before on the show, so he's starting to make a name for himself. Uh, but don't discredit the Saints. 
defensive effort because the only touchdown scored in the game uh, was a, a pass to Juwan Jennings. That ball was tipped in the air and happened to fall into Jennings' hand. So uh, it, it wasn't like the wasn't like the Saints were completely uh, useless out there. Uh, so yeah, you're right. They're 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 a very difficult team to figure out because they might uh, come back the next week and, and find a way to put up you know four TDs. You ne- you never know. You never know with the Saints. Yeah, when Alvin Kamara goes seven for thirteen, that, that, and Andy Dalton's your leading rusher, that's not a good day at the office. No, it's not. It's also not good when uh, here we go again with the Kyler Murray and and Cliff Kingsbury uh, post game after that loss uh, that the Cardinals had to the uh, Clippers. Kyler uh, takes the Zach Wilson uh, lack of responsibility mantle, and he basically said, uh, quote, schematically, we were kind of fucked. Like, dude, (laughs) you can tell he, he, him and his coach, they don't play, just don't like each other. I mean, uh, something's got to change. One of them's going to have to go, and they both kind of got the bag. wasn't, Wasn't Kingsbury only brought there because they were drafting Kyler Murray? Something like that, and and I they both that got was the connection, right? That that was like the, this was the match made in heaven, and and Kingsbury's mm-hmm. this great offensive mind, and they're gonna bring in Kyler Murray as the number one pick, and it's just gonna sky's the limit. Ooh, maybe uh, not, maybe not, because uh, they keep fighting each other, like they they keep sniping at each other like that. So there's clearly a, a schism there that they they haven't uh, figured out, and the the whole sequence that I was gonna go through. Uh, with the Chiefs at the at the goal line trying to oh. score on the Rams and not being able, I'm not going to go through the whole sequence, but just kudos to the Rams, man. Thank Multiple God for the times, Rams. too. Multiple <laughs> times, yeah. the Chiefs were like living in their red zone and then just, but you know, they knew the Chiefs knew. And we don't, they don't have to score a touch. You know, yeah, they were trying. They were uh, trying to I score. Guess. They, I guess they had four drives uh, that ended inside the the ten yard line. Four drives. Yeah. Where they couldn't get in the, in the end zone, that was not just a, uh, not trying. That was the Rams' D. They actually came and and brought the effort and and kudos to them, giving me a, a lock by half a point. Oh right. yeah, ready uh, to move on to week thirteen. I just and I and I just needed you to lose that lock so so bad too because I had gotten mine, but no, no, wasn't to be. Well, couldn't quite pull it through. All right. We will get ready to make our picks for the rest of week 13 um, after I tell you about where you can listen to our podcast. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. 
You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. So those uh, six and ten weeks for us in week 12 uh, puts us uh, in the 500 range, puts me one game up above 500 at 87 and 86 for the season. Jay is three games behind me at 84 and 89. Uh, so we're both uh, trying to keep our head uh, above water. You're just slightly under at the moment, and I'm I'm fighting, man. I'm one game off uh, trying to stay uh, afloat above 500. Uh, 14 games left to pick this week after the Thursday nighter in which you tried to get a little cute there and then tried to say it was going to be a closer game than we thought. Yeah, I thought it was, was going to be a close game. It had that feel to me. And, uh, boy, the man, the, the Bills gave it up a little early, and then they just they quit playing around. Yeah, they, they put a chokehold on the Patriots and just put them to sleep. So I'm able to get that uh, get the week off to a good start with that W. Um, Cardinals and Panthers are off this week. The rest of the league ready to go for the rest of week 13. And we'll get those picks in for you right now, starting in the Dirty Dirty with the Steelers and the Falcons. Pittsburgh now at 4-7, Atlanta at 5-7. and seven. Uh, Najee Harris uh, looks like he's ready to go with his abdomen injury. Jalen Warren as well at running back for the Steelers. Uh, but they will not have their quarterback, Akello Witherspoon, with a hamstring injury. Uh, Steelers are the very slight favorite in this one, minus one at the Falcons. Yeah, it's what a crazy line. Uh, you know, Atlanta plays pretty well at home, but you just don't know what to make out of that team as far as which one's going to show up week to week. We know that everything that they do, everything, I mean everything that they do, is going to have to run through that run game. And I, I just I, I just don't see them being able to make enough plays in the game. I think that the the Pittsburgh offense is trending up. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's starting to find a little bit of a you know cohesiveness with his receivers. The ground game is starting to look nice. Najee Harris hasn't been a complete ghost the last few games. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh and and give the point in this one. Um, you know. It, that again, also a different team since uh, T.J. Watt came back. That seems to help when you know the defensive player of the year comes back to your team. Uh, always very helpful. Um, Steelers are our uh, run game is trending up uh, on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. That, yep. That's also part of having uh, T.J. Watt back in the fold. Uh, yeah, the Steelers have a quarterback uh, played against a quarterback on Monday night uh, who didn't have a clue. He, I mean, the, I would have never in my life thought that I would watch uh, Kenny Pickett versus Matt Ryan and one quarterback actually trying to, to do something and advance the ball down the field and the other one not. And I would have thought those roles would be reversed because Matt Ryan was not 
trying to advance that thing at all. He was looking at one read, and if it was closed, he was taking a sack. It was over and over again. And Kenny Smallhands was actually trying to force the action and get that ball down the field. So they played one quarterback who didn't have a clue. Now they get Marcus Mariota, who also doesn't seem to have a clue uh, when he's trying to throw the football. Um, so I'm going to take a similar result and take the Steelers and, and give the point along with you. Uh, here's the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. Here's the uh, act, absolutely coincidental end of suspension for Deshaun Watson, which just happens to uh, bring him back to the scene of the crime or the 20 whatever crimes uh, down in Houston. Uh, that reaction is going to be crazy. That atmosphere is going to be crazy. It's uh, the only way that you could get some kind of attention for a game in Houston, Texas, because that team is absolute trash. 100% done on purpose by Roger Goodell to gin up some publicity uh, for a Texans game or some rating for a Texans game. You cannot convince me otherwise. I will never believe otherwise. So Watson, the QB one for the Browns after almost two years of not playing at all. Um, as I said earlier, he, he will not have tight end David Njoku, who's got a knee injury. Uh, for Houston, the, they will not have the receiver Brandon Cooks who has a calf injury or their cornerback Derek Stingley who still got a hamstring injury. Uh, Browns are the favorite. Deshaun Watson's return, he is minus seven and a half at the Houston Texans. Yeah, I'm not even all that interested. I know that the storyline here is Deshaun Watson and he's coming back. And I'm sure from an X's and O's standpoint, he's clearly the most talented quarterback on that roster. He's cleared to play. He deserves to start. I mean, they, he served his time. He, you know, it's not his fault. He only got an eleven-game suspension. That's what the league gave him, or the the arbiter, or whoever the hell is making these crazy decisions. They decided it's okay for him to play. Hey, full steam ahead. He's going to go out there. I don't think he's going to have a lot of problems in this game because the thing that really stands out to me is uh, this is Nick Chubb against that awful, awful. Houston run defense. I mean, we've seen what Derrick Henry can do to that team when he has to face them. I'm sure Nick Chubb is just salivating at the thought. You know, he might go for three hundo because he is probably just the pure, if not the best, one of the top two or three just pure runners at the position in the game because he doesn't get it through the air. He does it all on the ground, and he is going to put the lumber to the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson will probably have a field day just dropping in some play action dimes, nice soft landing. I'm sure he's going to get booed mercilessly, but Texans aren't putting up a fight here. I'll take the Browns, give the points. Uh, as I've talked about, these teams with uh, terrible run defenses this year, it seems to be the, the, the league trend and yeah. uh, this I still think there's more teams that are giving up more than four and a half yards per carry than there are teams that are not. Uh, The Texans are giving up 4.9 yards a carry. They are absolutely terrible uh, at run defense. Browns are giving up 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, I think Houston's going to compete with them on the ground. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the air uh, because Kyle Allen appears to be a a train wreck, Um, but I'm not going to put, all my eggs in the basket of Deshaun Watson. Uh, he, he hasn't played in two years. Uh, 
this is he hasn't played with this team or these teammates uh, at all ever on the uh, on the pro level. He's, I'm sure he's practiced with them a lot of times, but that's not the same. Um, the Houston Texans are a terrible team. Make no mistake about it. But I might be letting my emotions uh, speak with me uh, for this one. But I just I don't think they're going to let Deshaun Watson walk in after everything that he put that franchise through and that city through. Um, and just let him come back after two years and start balling on him again. I think they're going to put up a fight. I don't know if they're going to win the game. Probably not, but I wouldn't be completely surprised. Uh, look, Deshaun Watson was inconsistent when he was good. Uh, in his heyday, he was. Uh, he had some games where it's like, ooh, that was really bad. I, I'm just. I'm not buying that he's just going to walk in after two years and, and come, you know, play a, a great football game. I just. I, I don't. I can't see that. So I, I, he, I, I got the Texans with the points. They're, they're not, they're not going to let the Groper just walk in after two years and then smack him around. They're just not. That's just where we disagree because I don't think he needs to play a great football game for Cleveland to cover. Uh, that's that's probably true. But that's going to the game plan of let's just rely on Nick Chubb and ease Deshaun Watson in. I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to try to show him out and show him no, off. They might. Because he's back in Houston. I don't know. No, they're bright enough to to do that. I think Kevin Stefanski's going to try to show him off like he's you know like he's the man. Uh, so we'll see how that breaks down. All right, there's uh, an unbelievable five games this week featuring teams with winning records. Uh, we're going to ignore for PR purposes the fact that uh, it feels like half those winning teams have uh, uh, under plus minus for the season. Uh, <laughs> So we'll go. Uh, this is uh, should be should be a good one. The New York Jets and the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh, Jets is seven and four. Vikings nine and two. Their plus minus is not under. It's barely over, but it is over at nine and two. Uh, injury issues. Uh, Jets will try to get their uh, big man Sheldon Rankins back in the middle. That's going to be huge if they can get the big run stuffer uh, back from his elbow injury. But uh, Michael Carter is likely going to be out uh, at running back with his ankle injury. Uh, the Vikings have uh, big issues because their left tackle will be down. Christian Derisaw, he's dumplings. Um, and Jets are now uh, ninth in, in pressures uh, in the league after the uh, Thursday night game. Um, but at least uh, they have the least amount of blitzes. They they are actually the team that's blitzing the least uh, in football, but they're ninth in pressure. It, this is not a good scenario for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings against that Jets defense. Uh, so it's going to be a fascinating matchup to watch uh, to see how that breaks down. Uh, Jets are the uh, cop-out line, three-point underdogs at the Vikings. Yeah, I actually gave a lot of look at this game because this one was the first one of the games that I picked. It was the first one on the slate on on the odds site where that, uh, that I was getting the lines from. And, boy, I really went back and forth on this one a lot because it's like you got that Jets defense, it's Kirk Cousins, but then you look at the other side, you know what? The the Vikings, they, they can get after it too, especially they can do it up front. Their back end is a little suspect. The landing is as soft here for Mike White as it was against the Bears. I think that the Vikings are at home going to be a step up in class for that unit. I'm going to take the Vikings here. I This obviously smells pushy as all hell, but I'm going to take the Vikings here give the three. I'm not going to feel very confident about it because we've seen the Jets go into spots like these and perform very well. 
but I do think that uh, in, in this spot against uh, basically a, a third-string quarterback now here, the Vikings, hey, the Vikings again, get a third-string quarterback. <laughs> they got a pretty good record against those guys this year. I'll take the Vikings and give the three. Uh, the difference is this time it's brought on themselves. It's the team that's actually making that choice well, yes. to bring the quarterback off the bench because they hate their starter so much and the starter hates them. Uh, so it's a little different. It's not quite the, the great luck that the Vikings were having uh, early in the season where every starting quarterback was hurt before they got to them. Um, the, again, smartest bet ever, Mike White. First midseason start. We should have been all over it last week. And the Vikings slow him down. Obviously, it's a step up from the Chicago defense. Um, it's a great test for the Jets' D on the other side. Uh, if they can establish themselves um, against Kirk Cousins, against Dalvin Cook, against Justin Jefferson, who is him, um, if they can find a way to cut off Justin Jefferson, uh, they can definitely win this game. I'm going to take the Jets to win it. Uh, I'm definitely not going to declare that Sauce Gardner has arrived to that level in his rookie year that he's going to go shut down Justin Jefferson. I wouldn't be nearly uh, stupid enough to say something like that. What I'll say is I think the Vikings will miss uh, Christian Derrissaw more than they might realize, and I think they're not going to have to shut down Justin Jefferson. I don't think the Jets are going to give Kirk Cousins enough time to find Justin Jefferson. I think they're going to be all over him. I can see them getting six sacks tomorrow and then a whole bunch of pressures and uh, smothering the game uh, that way. So I'm taking the Jets D to win that one. Uh, speaking of the Bears, they are back at Soldier Field hosting the Packers. Uh, four and eight, Green Bay, three and nine, Chicago. Uh, we discussed Justin Fields uh, has been cleared and is going to return from his shoulder injury. And he's going to look around and find a lot of guys uh, missing from his team that were uh, that were there before. Darnell Mooney is done for the season uh, with an ankle injury. Uh, their defense is already leaking guys, uh, lose probably their best player left, uh, safety Eddie Jackson. Uh, he's done for the season with a foot injury. Um, and, and Trevor Simeon is not going to be the backup, as we discussed. He's on IR with that oblique. So now Nathan Peterman is, is ready and uh, waiting to go in if uh, field shoulder gives him problems. On the other side, the uh, Bears owner, Karen Rogers, is going to fight through his broken thumb and his ribs and everything else is bothering him, and he's going to uh, start this game. And Romeo Dobbs is going to try to play as well with that ankle injury that has kept him out the last few weeks. Packers are the favorites, minus four at the Bears. I, I honestly, if I saw that Packers, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, if I saw that Bears defense you know, on mean, my schedule, I'd feel a lot go. better too. Yeah, I mean, Brett Favre might come out of retirement. <laughs> Don Mikowski, uh, you're going you're gonna to have all the old Packers uh, quarterbacks wanting to play against this Bears defense because that Bears defense is awful. It is terrible. But that Packers defense ain't very good either. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I'm taking the points here. This is a points mm. play for me. I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the four because we've seen historically what the Packers do against running quarterbacks, especially elite running quarterbacks, uh, they kind of shit the bet. Yeah, they certainly did last week. So as long as Justin Fields is, is upright and healthy and that, you know, and, and he doesn't have the fear of, of taking off and running. Uh, yeah. We, we, we could see another uh, Jalen hurts, you know, Colin Kaepernick type effort out of Justin Fields. We've seen him do it to teams with better run defenses. God, I, I shudder to think, you know, he he could go 40, 50 yards untouched 
multiple times against that Packers defense because they whatever they do, they just cannot figure out running quarterbacks. So I, I kind of got the feeling the Bears lose another squeaker, high-scoring game. It's got that 30-28 feel to it because I think that their defense sucks too. You know, and Aaron Rodgers, even banged up, is going to be able, I think, to light them up. I think Jordan Love would have been able to light them up. But I'm still going to take the Bears and the points. Uh, sounds like you love the under, uh, the over. I don't. I don't think it's 58. I, I'm pretty sure you're I over do. whatever the number would be. It is 44. Is the uh, uh, yeah? I love you, the you over really on love this that. one. All right, love it. He loves that over. Uh, Bears went up to uh, the not so frozen tundra in week two. Lost 27 to 10. Uh, Green Bay had uh, figured out how to hide their quarterback and their receiving core uh, in that game because they were already trying to work around that. They ran the ball 37 times uh, in that game and, and uh, only through 25, uh, 38 runs if you count uh, taking a knee. Uh, Fields was, was, oh, God, he was so awful. They were The Bears were trying to establish the run themselves and were having some success, and then they would try to use Justin Fields uh, to, to try to throw, and it was it didn't go well. He had 11 pass attempts, and he wound up with 70 yards and an INT. It was it was bad. Uh, so they, they figured that strategy out to go back to running him a lot more than trying to throw, um, and they're having a lot more success, but then he got hurt. So I, I have no idea what he's going to do tomorrow coming off of that injury. Um, what I do know is before Rodgers' injury, Green Bay's pass game was improving. Uh, obviously, Christian Watson had a big uh, part to do with that. Um, Chicago's not going to stop him. Uh, I don't care how beat up uh, Karen is. He's still going to get out there and do what he does to the Bears because that's what he does because he's their owner, as he will let you know. Um, and, by the way, I have to, I'm taking Green Bay and I'm giving the four. I have to take Green Bay the rest of the way so that they can run the table to get to nine and eight. If they don't, if they don't, if they lose another game, they're not even going to get to nine and eight. I'm going to wind up underselling them uh, when I talked about nine and eight. <laughs> you and you're like, oh my god, yeah. nine and eight. Uh, I, I, apparently, I, I gave them too much credit for for what they're doing this year. So they they got to take these next six. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to lock them in. I'm going to save that. I, I can't run the table with locks anyway. I can't lock them over and over again because I have to uh, pick somebody else the week uh, after that. So now I'm, I, I got somebody else for my lock anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay and, and see if they can run this table uh, and, and get get to 9-8 and eight like I predicted they could. All right, uh, Broncos and Ravens, Denver at 3-8, and eight, Baltimore at 7-4. and four. Uh, Sort of battle of the sad quarterbacks here. Who's going to outsad the other, Russell Wilson versus Lamar Jackson? Uh, Jerry Judy's trying to make his way back from his ankle injury for Denver. Uh, but Corlin Sutton is now sick. There's some sort of illness going around, so he's uh, he's got a chance of not playing tomorrow. Um, Lamar Jackson's on the injury report. He's having uh, limited practices and stuff like that. He's getting more and more beat up as the season goes on, so keep that in mind as well. Uh, Broncos are nine-and-a-half-point dogs in this one at the Ravens. That's a big number. And, and until, again, love the under here, right? <laughs> you got to pound these Broncos unders because – Clearly, the defense hasn't quit, right? The defense has the passion. They have the fire. They're, they're, they're lighting up their quarterback. They're, they, they want <laughs> success on offense because they keep getting it done. I, I, I can't take like, – I mean, I can't give basically 10 with this Baltimore team that lets everybody hang around. They, they really don't put anybody away. 
and they're doing it against a team that still plays stifling defense. I mean, Denver can still stop people, and they can still get it done on that side of the football, and I think they, they'll be able to confuse and frustrate and, and get after Lamar and get pressure. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a total blowout, but it's not going to be pretty. This has got some serious, like, 16-9 to 9 vibes to it. It's going to be ugly. I'll, I'll take the Broncos and the points. It's a very tough pick for me uh, because uh, the Ravens, that might be the defense that Russ needs to rise up uh, because they can give it up no matter what the yeah. score is. I wouldn't put money on it, but it might happen. Um, but can I trust Lamar to do his end and, and keep it going against the Broncos defense, as you were just saying, uh, two struggling offenses. Um, I'm going to take the points for the same reason that you are. I just, I can't trust the uh, Lamar and the Ravens, uh, to give 10 against anybody right now, much less the, uh, the Broncos defense actually uh, does come to play. So I will concur with you on that one. Uh, this will be a good one. Uh, the A.J. Brown Bowl, Tennessee Titans up at the Philadelphia Eagles. Titans are at 7-4. and four. Eagles are now 10-1. and one. Um, Titans will once again not have D'Amico Autry for rushing uh, the passer. He is down again with a knee injury. Um, Eagles lost their nickelback, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He got a lacerated kidney, which sounds really bad. Ow. Uh, but, uh, hey, just in time to face Derrick Henry, you, you know, they had, to bring all the, <laughs> they had to bring all the all the old defensive tackles that they could find off the street, and now they might get your guy back. Where is he? He's waiting. He's, what, what did I put him under? I was trying to go for R for a red stripe, and he's not there. I must have put him under H for hooray. Hooray beer! <laughs> That's right. Oh. Red stripe, it's beer. Red beer. Uh, so Jordan Davis, uh, locked and loaded, and hopefully ready to go for the Eagles. Um, and this one, Titans are the dogs plus five at Philly. Yeah, and I mean, completely informed my pick. They're getting their big run stuffer back. The piece where they had been the weakest, they had tried to sign every free agent they could off the street to come in and try to plug some gaps and shore up that leaky run D, which was seemed to be the only primary weakness. And just in time for Derrick Henry, but you, you couldn't pick a better time for Jordan Davis to come back here to plug up the middle and, and now try to turn again. Not, now you need the Tanny show to try mm-hmm. to come, you know, and beat the, no, it's not happening. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm giving the points. Oh, the Titans, they, if they're that dumb to let that happen, uh, that's on them because uh, that Eagles outfit is one of those run Ds that you can take advantage of. The Packers were not able to do it last week. They let the uh, the score sort of get away from them a little bit. Um, I, I thought they should have uh, kept it running and kept it going uh, with, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think they let off the game plan. Don't think the Titans are going to let off the game plan. I think they know they live and die uh, with Derrick Henry. Uh, the winning ugly Titans, um, I think they're going to try to win ugly again. Um, they're going to try to hold down their former ace wide receiver. I'm sure Brown will get his. Um, the Philly, that, that bad run D, I think that decides it. I think that's the big decision. And, and is uh, 
Jordan Davis coming back is fine, but he's only going to play so many plays. He's not a, a three-down player. Um, he's coming back from injury, so he probably will be a one-down-at-a-time player. He's only gonna, probably going to play you know, one down and have to run back off the field uh, for the next two plays. So I don't think he's going to make that much of a difference uh, against Derrick Henry. I think he's not going to be in there enough to make that much of a difference. Um, the, the Eagles ain't running on Tennessee uh, for three-something like they did on the Packers, too. That's the other side of the ball is the Titans actually know how to stop the run. They're actually uh, third in the league uh, in run defense. Uh, so they're going to make uh, uh, the quarterback hurts, uh, uh, try to make them beat them uh, through the air. And uh, I understand that they're much better through the air, the Eagles are, than they, they have been because of A.J. Brown. Um, but I just got a feeling that, the, again, the Titans love being the underdog. They love, it, it didn't work out for them last week uh, against the Bengals. But I, 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 two times in a row, I, I think the Titans are going to come back. I think they're going to be ready for this one. I think they're going to take it to the Eagles and, and uh, cover that number and maybe get the win up in Philly. Uh, from there, Jacksonville and Detroit, four and seven, both teams, Jags and Lions. Uh, Jags had a scare with their running back, Travis Etienne, had to leave the game last week with a foot injury, but uh, Coach Doug Peterson says he's good to go. So we'll expect to see him back out there tomorrow. Uh, for the Lions, they get their cornerback, Jeff Okuda, back. He was dumplings, uh, but he's back on track to play for them. And they might even get their uh, Alabama receiver, Jamison Williams, uh, making his debut tomorrow. He, Of course, we saw him tear his uh, ACL up in the national title game, um, and they drafted him anyway, knowing that he was going to eventually rehab his way back, and there's a good chance he's going to be out there on the field for the Lions tomorrow. Uh, in this one, Jags are plus one whole point at the Detroit Lions. I know. It's, love this line. I mean, this is it, it's one of the highest numbers on the slate this week for over-unders. Probably love the over on this one. Another one you kind of go back and forth on because, boy, you can, that's why the line is one because you can really see both sides, both teams, I think, improving uh, Detroit. You know, they've got a nice little thing going on offense. They've got, you know, Swift and Williams in the ground game. They're both seemingly healthy right now. They've got Amon Rossi Brown, who's making Jared Goff look like a competent NFL quarterback at times. And you've got Jacksonville, who every week seems like they're getting uh, better and better and better. Given the edge here ever so slightly to Jacksonville, because they might be the only team capable of having a defensive highlight in this game. And, and only for that Lions. reason. <laughs> it wouldn't be the Lions. So I think the Jags need, if, you know, this will be like that Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. Just make two plays on defense and you can win the game. And <laughs> uh, that might be the Jaguars tomorrow. So I'll take the Jags and the point. The whole point. Uh, tremendous outing last week by Trevor Lawrence. The Detroit defense is not going to make him regress to the mean. Uh, they are just awful, and I don't think the, the offense can overcome how bad the Detroit Lions defense is. I concur with you for the exact same reason. So we'll move right along. Uh, NFC East action, the Washington Washingtons and the New York Giants. A very weird schedule. I don't think I've ever seen this before. This is the first of two straight for Washington against the New York Giants. The Giants are not off next week. Washington is. It's a home and away. The 
potato skins are off next week, so they get Washington, uh, they get New York at New Jersey this week. They get a bye, and then they come back and they host the Giants in Landover, Maryland. So a lot of a lot of states being involved here. Uh, a lot of areas: D.C., Maryland, New York, New Jersey, uh, Washington. Seven and five, Giants seven and four. Uh, again, Chase Young was rumored to be getting ready to come back, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen this week either. Uh, they still don't have their cornerback, Benjamin St. Juice, with an ankle injury. Uh, for the Giants, they got like nine dudes uh, on their yeah. injury report that are questionable. They're starting to get all sorts of beat up as well. Uh, in this one, uh, the public once again showing how little they believe in Danny Dimes and the Giants. Washington is minus two and a half, the New York Giants. I, you gotta love this. Two teams, seven and five, and the road team is given points. I mean, again, that's a five and a half point swing from what you would expect. That's saying a lot. I mean, that's saying how much you know. It's not. It's not just. Oh no, it's only Washington minus two and a half. You have to remember, home team is always going to give three. That's where it starts, right? We need to mm-hmm. see where's that number going to move off of three from the home team. And it moved five and a half points the other direction. And in fact, Washington opened up at minus one for the week, and now it's up to two and a half. Money getting thrown on the potato skins. Uh, well, I'll tell you why they're two and a half point favorites, because we were, we're, the, the Giants are fraught. <laughs> and the Giants <laughs> are getting exposed. We And it's starting to get later in the season. They, they, the Saquon Barkley show hasn't quite been there. You're not, it, it's not easy to carry the whole team on your back in a season that you basically lost season last year because he was hurt. And he's been hurt for multiple seasons. He's got to be wearing out. I mean, it's got to be taking a toll. There's nobody else but him really doing it in the offense. I mean, they, they, they try. I mean, they, they did get that super cheap backdoor cover against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, which I believe was the last time we saw them. Um, so they've, they've had a little rest, and they're going to need it because I've got Washington, and I'm locking it up. Ooh, the Giants love you some are Chico. frauds. <laughs> okay. Not so much that you love you some Chico. It's just the Giants are frauds. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah, the winning ugly potato skins. It's like the winning ugly Titans. They, they just keep winning. It's not pretty at all, but they just keep doing it. Uh, you mentioned Saquon falling off. That trend is continuing. Uh, B. Rob stepping it up, Brian Robinson in his giant ass hats. Uh, it's all there for for Washington, um, and, and on top of that, the Giants have the most defensive penalties in the league, so they're taking the the Cowboys' mantle of, of dumbest team in football. On top of being beat up, on top of uh, starting to, to fall off on, on all their numbers and, and all their trends. Uh, yeah, uh, Giants were averaging 5.4 yards per carry uh, as a team, and that was mostly Saquon a uh, month and a half ago, and now they're down to 4.7, and it's probably going to keep falling because, uh, as you mentioned, Saquon Barkley is probably not going to get that strength back as the season goes on. He, he kind of was already injury-prone and certainly is starting to wear down now. So I'm uh, not going to lock it up with you, but I will definitely concur and take Washington and give the two and a half. On to the late afternoon action, the Seattle Seahawks and the poor, poor L.A. Rams, the Seahawks are 6-5, and five. the Rams are 3-8 and eight and all sorts of beat up. Uh, for those who haven't heard, uh, Aaron Donald's not going to play for the first time in his career with, a, with an ankle injury. Uh, Matthew Stafford is dumplings, he's on IR, his season is probably over. Uh, at least they're not going to have to go to the 
poor kid uh, Bryce Perkins for quarterback because the great John Wolford is now uh, healthy and ready to start for the Rams tomorrow. Uh, Owen Allen Robinson is done. He he hurt his foot, and he's uh, also on IR. Uh, In this one, the Seahawks are, of course, the big favorite, minus seven at the Rams. And in what would seem like the perfect spot, if you're going to go play Seattle, right? You've got Seattle. They're coming to town. Wow. They just gave up 300 yards to Josh Jacobs. (laughs) Oh, wait, this is the worst rushing team in football. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take Seattle. I'm giving the seven. Man, the Rams. Again, we say it every week. They paid. This is the price they paid. Uh, they didn't I, expect every, all of this. Every team would pay this price, but by God, this this is this painful to watch. Yeah, they they are completely disintegrating. This um, got to be the worst season ever by a Super Bowl winning team. It's it's in the pantheon. If it's not, it's definitely in the in contention. I can't think of <sighs> one. I can't either. We've seen Super so do, Bowl losers go this way. Right. We haven't seen the Super Bowl winner just utterly collapse. I don't. I don't remember what the Broncos did the year after Elway won that second one and and walked oh, away. Did yeah. they just completely disintegrate? Maybe. I don't know if it was this bad though. I, I don't know. Uh, so do I try my luck on the Rams again with the the, the gambit that I pulled last week and, and got away with uh, because of these crazy spreads? Uh, Seattle may be coming back to earth themselves, but no, not not quite to that level. <laughs> I mean, if three hundred, talk yourself into it. You tried three hundred. Forget three hundred. If Cam Akers runs for one hundred on the Seahawks, <laughs> the Seahawks are dead. They're not going to win. Cam Akers runs for fifty. <laughs> Somebody call the cops if he even gets the first 50. of all. I can tell you exactly why Cam Akers cannot run for 100 against the Seahawks, because he would need 50 attempts. <laughs> he averages 2.0 yards per carry. <sighs> I mean, Joe, John Walford is their quarterback. They might give him oh. 50 attempts. I don't know. Oh. Um, I will concur and, and give the uh, the seven. Ugh. I could see you sitting there with, like, a chemistry set trying to figure out how to get the Rams in this one. Can, how can I possibly justify? No, no, can't. Pouring can't the do bottles. <laughs> Doing the equations. Uh, You're I'll, that I'll meme try. with all the math equations flying uh-huh. around. You know, thinking right, of- if, <laughs> if I carry the hypotenuse and get the square root of the. Uh, uh, <laughs> still couldn't can't do, do it. it. <laughs> nope, can't. Couldn't figure it out. Can't do it. All right, the uh, Dolphins and the uh, 49ers in what might be the game of the week. Uh, yes. The Josh uh, uh, McDaniels on a pole match as he comes back home to the West Coast. Uh, Mike McDaniels. Uh, Dolphins are at are eight and three. Niners are seven and four. Um, we know what uh, Miami has been doing with Tua when he's healthy. Uh, has not lost when he starts and completes a game. We know what the Niners have been doing uh, since the Christian McCaffrey trade, trending up in all the right areas. Uh, Dolphins have O-line problems. They're going to be missing several starters, a couple of starters off that O-line. I hope Tua's insurance is paid up is all I can say. Um, For the Niners, Eli Mitchell has lost again. He just came back from a knee injury. Shocking. Again. Poor guy. He he might be one of these Niners running backs, man. 
Well, he might be one of those guys too that just can't yeah. stay on the field. Just can't. He's, can't he's stay got up Rashad there. Penny syndrome. Oh man. Um, and Debo, uh, be careful. Uh, deep thigh bruise in practice this week. Um, some people, if you read them online, say it doesn't look good. So it's late afternoon games. So you might have to wait to, to find out some more news tomorrow. But I'd be making other plans for those of you who uh, who own Debo in fantasy. Um, and this one, the Dolphins are the dogs. They are plus four at the Niners. Uh, call me crazy because there's absolutely nothing that points towards this other than this just feels like one of the old Kyle Shanahan specials, doesn't it? This feels like one of those 38 to 10, 38, 17, just kind of romp games for the Niners. I don't know why I just get that weird feeling that Miami is walking headfirst into a trap here. And the Niners are going to spring one on them and, and whoop the absolute crap out of this team. I just get that sense. Taking the Niners. Squish. You know, the uh, old pro wrestling uh, adage when you look at this, when you get the, the guy that trained under the uh, the older guy and he broke away and oh. went out on his own. And uh, you can see the promos now. They all sound exactly the same. The teacher taught the student everything yeah. the student knows, but he didn't teach him everything the teacher knows. So I absolutely feel the same way. Uh, then you throw in that the uh, Dolphins have O-line problems uh, in the game on the road against Nick Bosa. Uh, Tua may not survive this one. It, it might be a situation where he goes down and Skyler Thompson has to come mop up, and in that case, it's really uh, going to be a squish. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. I, it's going to be fascinating because you know Mike McDaniel is going to come in with some new wrinkles that he hasn't shown just because he knew all year this, this game was coming against his old mentor. Um, but Kyle Shanahan has, has seen this game coming too, and he knows uh, what's going to come down. And he, and he knows uh, if anyone in his league knows Mike McDaniel's uh, offense and what they've been doing down there in Miami, it's Kyle Shanahan because it came yeah. from Kyle Shanahan. Uh, so yeah, it's time for the, uh, the, the West coast offense that went down to South beach and is having all that success. It's time to go find out what, what's the way to stop them. Uh, and, and it's been stopped. We've seen uh, the Steelers take away that deep middle um, and force to uh, go other places, uh, which he did to limited success, but it certainly didn't look like it's been looking against everybody else. Everyone else uh, just, they can't, they can't stop uh, Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle that you take your pick. Uh, either one's going to be op- uh, wide open. And if anyone's going to figure out how to stop that, it'll be Kyle Shanahan and the Niners defense. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how to stop that and, and who's going to be able to stop that. I feel so much the same way that you do, that it just feels like one of those Kyle Shanahan uh, ass whoopings uh, that I'm taking the Niners uh, as my lock this week. I think they put it on to a, uh, I don't want to see him doing any more fencing poses, but, uh, I think they're going to put a put a hurting on him and put a hurting on that offense and, and show everybody uh, the key to stopping uh, the Dolphins, which no one else has really done this year. Uh, from there, going to Vegas, who will host the LA Clippers. Uh, Clippers are six and five. The Raiders are four and seven after that uh, incredible performance by Josh Jacobs last week. Uh, Chargers will once again not have Mike Williams with his ankle injury, and they'll also be down a couple of old linemen as well. Um, in this one, the public likes the Raiders, uh, even though the 
Chargers are the team with the winning record. They are plus two and a half at Las Vegas. And a line that opened the other way. That was a line that opened minus two and a half for the Clipper Chargers. So that swung all the way. So there's money coming in on the Raiders. Everybody saw that performance against the Seahawks. The Chargers, they love to give it up on the ground almost as bad as the Seahawks do. That is their one big defensive deficiency. Just cannot stop the run. So people are, I'm guessing, figuring, well, this is going to be a lot more of the same. It's going to be the Josh Jacobs show. It's, but I'm still going with the team I think is the better team. I'm taking the Chargers. You're giving me the Chargers here. Started off, I was having to give points. Now I'm getting points as the Chargers, and I think they're going to win. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert blow. seems to be Justin Herbert seems to be getting healthy. Uh, yes, uh, but that's giving love and faith to your one of your uh, hated coaches in the league. So, well, pick yeah, your poison on this one. <laughs> yeah, the not, not much love for either one of them. No, <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley or uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, these two teams got together to open the season out in SoFi, and the uh, Chargers brought it home 24-19 because Khalil Mack led a six-sack effort of uh, Derek Carr, um, and Justin Herbert had three touchdown passes in that one. Uh, but the, he is getting uh, better, and uh, Justin Herbert is, and the, uh, the depth of target is getting uh, longer, but the consistency isn't there because his weapons haven't been there. It's just – very hit or miss right now when you talk about Keenan Allen who's hobbling around out there on a bad hammy and uh, Josh Palmer is, is hit or miss and DeAndre Carter is hit or miss. And there's a, there's not a lot of consistency. There's not a lot to, to have a lot of faith in. And what you seem to be able to have a whole lot of faith in, as you already mentioned is Josh Jacobs and the Raiders uh, run game, which is now averaging 5.2 yards per carry after last week going against the L.A. Chargers, who are giving up 5.4 yards per carry. If there's one thing the Chargers cannot do and have not been able to do for a long time, it's stop the run. And so this, I understand why all the money has been flooding on the Raiders because this is set up for a team that can run the ball, and that's exactly what Josh Jacobs and the Raiders can do. I see Jacobs on the injury report again this week. Yeah. Uh, Well, his back probably hurts. He's carrying the team. Last week that was that was death. Oh my God, Jacobs on the injury report. You can't do anything with him. You got to fade, you know, fade him completely. And you see what happened with that. Um, so I, if Vegas I, had I, any kind of late season run at the, them, they got to win games like this. I, I hate that everything is questionable, but they don't have a doubtful tag anymore. Um, that they they do have, just no one uses the doubtful. I, yeah, you what, just don't what see they don't, anybody. They don't have a probable. They, they got rid of the probable. Yeah, you don't see anybody listen. Everything that seems to be questionable. That's yeah. it. Um, so I, I, yeah, that's why you really got to dig deeper and read some of the uh, the reports out there when you yep. see guys questionable because there's no way you know you know one way or because they're questionable, so you don't know. Uh, so you got to do a little digging there. Uh, but yeah, if the Raiders have any run in them, they, they're going to have to start it here against the Chargers, I think. Uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati in another contender for game of the week. KC nine and two, Cincy seven and four. Uh, in this one, Kadarius Tony is once again going to be out with a hamstring injury. Uh, but the Bengals, I, they really want to get Joe, uh, Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase out there uh, to play this game. They haven't officially said anything, but you kind of get the feeling they're going to get them out there for this one because it's the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. In this one, the uh, Chiefs are the 
slight favorite minus two and a half at the Bengals. I'll tell you, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking the points here as a home dog, and I'll tell you why. And it really goes back to what I saw that they're capable of last week. I mean, the fact that the Bengals could go and bully the bully, and nobody loves to bully the Chiefs more than the Titans. <laughs> they're going to now play the team that can out-bully the bullies. Uh, the Chief, I'm taking the Bengals to win. I think they're going to bring some bully ball to the Chiefs because that's how you beat them. And they're not going to be doing it with Malik Wills. <laughs> no, they won't. They're sure. going to be doing it with Joe Burrow and T. Higgins and probably Joe Mixon. If it's not Mixon, it'll be Samaje P. Ryan. And yeah, I'm, I'm taking the I'm taking the Bengals here to to rough up the Chiefs here in their building. I, I like the over for this one. I think it's going to be a real fun game. Uh, both teams are trending up. I don't think either team is coming in weak. Um, and the Chiefs could not solve the Bengals last year. That For all the Chiefs' powers, they just could not solve the bugaboo that was the Cincinnati Bengals, particularly in the AFC title game, where Cincinnati dropped the entire organization back in coverage and shut down Pat Mahomes. And, that it, Pat and it worked. It, I wouldn't change that tomorrow at all. Uh, I'd be dropping I, eight. Dropping. I would absolutely, yeah, absolutely uh, run the same defense. Yeah. Uh, Joe Shiesty locked in uh, to T. Higgins last week. Uh, Casey must try to figure out a way to stop him. But if Jamar Chase is out there, now you got that problem. Um, since he taking down Tennessee without Mixon uh, and Chase, that was huge. I think they're trying to rally back and get back just like they did last year at this time and, and get on that roll. And I'm going to concur with you and take the Bengals. On uh, Sunday night, it is the Colts. Visiting the Cowboys, Ugh. Uh, amazing. They did not flex this game out. Uh, Indy four seven and one. Dallas eight and three. Indy will not have their right tackle, Braden Smith, who's sick. Uh, Colts are the big underdog plus eleven at the Cowboys. That's a, man, I, I mean, okay. Cowboys big favorites last week. Couldn't handle it. You know, get the garbage time touchdown at the end against. The Giants, you know, playing a little lax late, not really. They're, they're, they're the Cowboys. This is what they do. I mean, really, look at the Colts. Since just Saturday took over, that's a win, a one-point loss against the Eagles, who looked like one of the top five teams in football for most of the year. And then last week was just, you know, clock management shenanigans. But they were right there. That's a lot of points for a team that's been playing at least hard and with a lot of heart. And this is the Cowboys. And we know that the Cowboys just love to do stupid shit. So I can see them letting the Colts hang around in this game again in prime time. Hmm. Yeah, we definitely see this one completely different. I think this is a squish. I think the Cowboys uh, offense is doing just fine and trending in the right direction. I think the Giants coming back and covering that number was a complete fluke. And I don't think the Colts. I don't think the Colts have anything uh, for the Cowboys. I don't think uh, Jeff Saturday is going to know there's a game going on here either. He's going to be looking. He's going to be looking around. Man, that's a big screen. (laughs) He's singing "Purple Head" in his "Purple Rain" in his head or something like that. Um, We will get to our details of the uh, Buccaneers pick for Monday night, but we got to get to the pick itself real quick. Uh, Saints are plus four at the at the uh, Buccaneers. Four Saints taking the points. They are Brady's daddy. I concur. Um, <laughs> there we go. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't be discussing it too much uh, when the show ends. Uh, but we will be on our after show when we come back. 
All right, into our VIP after show program. Uh, yeah, not much, to, uh, too much to discuss about the Saints and Bucks on Monday night. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is probably not going to come back and fight Mike Evans again. He's been hurt with his abdominal injury. Um, Which completely wrecked that last game for them, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, once uh, Evans uh, yeah. d- uh, departed uh, and Lattimore uh, for the ejections. Um that, that allowed Tampa to uh, to go ahead and take the lead because they got rid of the best defender, or he got rid of himself. Uh, Tampa won uh, twenty to ten in week two after those twenty ejections. That was uh, so far so long ago. This is back with one of your favorite uh, categories for when we do our our award show for the postseason. Uh, it happened so long ago. It felt like you know another yeah. season, or however you term that. That's that's a lot of the things that we're talking about. We're referencing back to things that happened early in the season. I'm like, God, that, that was this season? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Tampa win over New Orleans in week two. Jameis Winston was trying to play through his broken back and threw three INTs. That's how long ago that was. Yeah, I remember that game. That that game really did change after the fight because the Brady yeah. just started hacking deep. And, well, Lattimore's not out there anymore, so. <laughs> yep, fuck it. Go deep. That helps. Uh, you don't get a lot of YOLO out of uh, out of Tommy, these, especially these days. Yeah, but you did uh, in that game. He was just chucking them. Yeah, I I think this is going to be a, a, a snooze fest. I think this is going to be a Nova King. I agree. Uh, no, I, under. Yeah, uh, fourteen to twelve. It's got that kind of vibe. <laughs> yep, I, I I feel the same way. Uh, outside the you know outside the dome out there in in, in Tampa. Uh, and and the Buccaneers' offense just they, – they cannot get it out of out of first gear. They're just puttering along, and uh, Tommy is insisting on just, I'm going to drop back, I'm going to throw three yards, and we're going to go from there. <laughs> There's nothing else going on with, with that offense. Uh, it, what's really – Fournette might return. Well, might. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what's really kind of upsetting this week about this game is – if that go, if everything goes the way we're saying it's going to go, you will have the Saints, the Falcons, and the Bucks all sitting on five. Lord, I believe the Saints are they at three or are they at four? Uh, Saints, Saints are at four, four. four and eight. Yeah, yeah. So we could have the Falcons both. Uh, the Falcons we both expect to lose. The Saints we expect to win would put them both at five and eight, and then you would have the Bucks who haven't had their bye yet at five and seven. <laughs> that is that division. My goodness. Yeah, if you if you could have, if the Bucks or I mean if the yeah the Bucks you could have Atlanta back in first place again in this division. You could have the Bucks clinging to that division. It's crazy. It's just something about the NFC. Every year there's a division that is dog shit and is going to come down yeah. to the wire, and we're going to have to pay attention to. It. Usually it's the NFC East, um, and this year it's the NFC South. Because the Panthers are on bye. Uh, yes, they are. Because yeah, they're sitting on four and eight, <laughs> so they're all bad. Yeah, the think about the Carolina Panthers that close to a division title. There's no reason for that. No reason. Yeah, I mean they're they're not there in the loss category, but they're only a game out of first in the win category right now. There's no reason for them to be that close. The, that the whole, that whole division should be ashamed of themselves that the Panthers are that close to them. 
Well, yeah, we've, we've gone, yeah, we've gone through this with the we we were having seven and nine division winners, and yeah, you know, it just it's, this is going to we 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 just know this is like mathematically it's likely you're going to get one of these every year, just because you've got eight divisions. Yeah, this so is still no that, fun to watch. Oh, it's gonna be that one division that just cannibalizes itself, and then plays out of game divisions that are tough. Right, you run into a rough conference out of your division, and uh, you know you run into a, a tough stretch of games like from the AFC, and you're just matched up against like really good teams. You know, because I think they're getting the supposed to say central, but they're getting the north this year, right? Uh, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, Falcons have had the. Uh, oh God, do they still have to play the Chiefs? Ooh. No, who are they getting? No, they've got. Yeah, no, the, the yeah, they've gotten not the Chiefs. They've got the Steelers, the Ravens, the Bengals. They've got that division. So they've got the North. Uh, so you got to guess on the, how many uh, we're different on. Eight. Oh, jeez. We we did a lot of disagreeing. Not quite that that many. Oh, okay. Um, it's our uh, recent normal number six? Of, of six. It felt like a lot. It, it it was a lot earlier. It was. Uh, it's another one of these shows where it's like we disagree on like four out of the five first picks. It feels, you know, and then it's just like, right. oh my god, we're gonna disagree on every. It's gonna be one of those weeks. Now six isn't bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, the the Sunday nighter kind of surprised me. I I thought you were gonna go I, with the Cowboys. No, uh, along would be there. No, I mean teams teams with these big points have been struggling all season, and the Colts have been. Yeah surprisingly full of fight. Now you're definitely right about those big point spreads because I was talking about that last week when I was going against the two big ones. Yeah, and they, well. No, I went with, them, yeah, I went with the one. Yeah, Miami, Miami barely, yeah, Miami had that covered the whole time and then just hung on yeah. for your life. And then, and we, yeah, we discussed you, got, you came out on, you Keith came out Rams on, situation. yeah. <laughs> we came out on you came out on the right side of that one. Uh, somehow, some way, I, if only I had money on it. But I tell you, if I had money on it, it would two not have worked. Two of the out. podcasts I listened to, two of them this week, were pissing and moaning about losing that uh, because they added it fifteen and a half. Oh wow! Yeah, they they had Rams minus or Rams plus fifteen and a half. And we're both pissing and moaning about how bad the Rams are. Where I'm sitting here like, why couldn't the Chiefs score in the red zone? <laughs> because of that wonderful sequence of defense by the Rams. It wasn't oh, just the yeah. Chiefs couldn't score. And because the Chiefs just knew that there was no way. <laughs> there was no they way that, that team was coming back. I know they were trying, but it, it didn't matter. They pulled out a trick play. They pulled out a double reverse uh, throw that into the end zone for Kelsey. Uh, that Jalen Ramsey knocked it away. They the, the Rams played the defense and stopped them from getting in the red zone. They actually uh, came with the effort well, that, that you well, need. Good, good for them. They get and a no effort on the offensive end, but they but they came with the defense. <laughs> Give them a cookie. Yes. Oh, so. Uh... Yeah, I was telling you right before we barely got on right before the show. I told you, God, it feels like it's been a long time since we've done this, and it's just—it's only been a week, <laughs> right? But it just—I don't know. It's just probably, I know I—I well, I had a, wor- a weird week of work. 
I had a weird, weird work schedule, so I worked a, I worked a lot more hours early than I did. I'm actually I was actually off work today. Um, my first Saturday off, like just off, off. Not like most Saturdays. If I'm off, it's because there's a funeral or we're on vacation. Right. Where this today, I was literally just off. It was my day off, you know. So I'm off tomorrow too. So I've got a nice weekend here to kind of recharge from from the Black Friday period and. Of course, uh, one of the kids is, uh, you know, Trin's sick, so Uh-oh. yeah, comes home this morning. Was supposed was it a sleepover and was supposed to be there like a portion of the day. All of a sudden, I'm I'm down here with with little guy in the basement, and I hear doorbell, and I'm like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, Trin's home, and I'm like. What? Well, it's nine o'clock. You were supposed to be at this thing. Oh no, she she got sick and she wasn't feeling good, and she had a real high fever that spiked crazy and then crashed down. So she yeah, she's they call we called into the doctor. They're like, yeah, it's the flu. Oh oh, oh okay, right. thanks doc. <laughs> Thought the flu was eradicated. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish it was. We wouldn't have to keep getting these shots every year if it was. Yeah, I tell you. So yeah, so. Never fun dealing with a sick kid. No, but I think all the kids are getting sick and passing everything around. All the kids down here are sick. It's just kids. It's that time of year. You know, it's just it's the the flu and cold season, especially here where our weather has been so weird. We went from summer to winter back and like multiple. It's like just crazy. It just jerks you around and. So we got all the crazy sleeping arrangements in the house. So I think I'm sleeping in kids' rooms tonight. And my wife's got my daughter up with her to keep an eye on her because her fever had spiked so high. And yeah, I'll have a fun night tonight. But I'm off tomorrow. No, that's good. So I get so it's weird that. being home. I thought today. So being home today, in my brain, it was Sunday. <laughs> So I get up and I'm like, okay, okay, I got to do all this stuff because I got to watch football. No. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not used to this weekend off thing. It's I know. Weird. It, 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 I know. I'm, I'm I'm so looking forward to experiencing how weird it is uh, when I have uh, two Saturdays off in a row uh, at the end of the month, uh, Christmas nice. Eve, and uh, the, the Saturday before that. Uh, yeah, I'm actually um, off next weekend. Um, because we're out of town, so that means we're doing a Friday show. Um, yep. The next first Friday of, night. First of many. Yes. Uh, so we're doing that, and then, uh, and then I'm, you know, I'm working the next one. Then I'm off for Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day. So that'd be nice. Yep. Very much looking forward to that. Yeah. And then that first week of the year, I've actually got a Saturday Sunday off coming up again. Um. Because I'm working on New Year's Day, which is a Sunday, so I, you know, my new thing is, is if hey, if you're going to make me work on a Sunday, then I'm going to take the next Saturday off and get a whole weekend off out of it. And nobody's complaining. Nobody's like, nope, you can't do that. I'm like, hey, it's one of my two days. Yeah, that's it's. There's so much uh, that we've gone through uh, getting to this age. Uh, and I think one of them, we haven't really discussed it with each other, but I, I think one of them, because I, I feel the same way, is I'm going to do things as far as at work uh, where I maximize my time off to where I enjoy it yes. the most. 
Uh, Correct. Whether whether the job need quote unquote needs me or not, um, if I decide that it's been more beneficial to my life to take this particular day off, even though there might be more work and I might be quote unquote more needed, um, I, I need to be home more than your than the job needs me here. If the job needed me here that bad, they would actually right. pay me, you know, commensurate to that, but they don't. So I, well, I will. And, and- the funny part for me was I made the decision back in March that I was taking every Sunday off. I screw it. I've been with this company for 14 years. I've worked every weekend for 14 years. I'm going to take every Sunday off, but you know, my coworkers are fine with it. My boss was fine with it. I was like, boom, you'd think you're crazy. You work in retail Sunday, you know, is the typically one of the first or second or sometimes the busiest day of the week. What are you yeah. doing? It has made such a minimal impact on my paycheck. Mm. Not working nice. every Sunday. Plus, it's saved me vacation time. It allowed me to get more things done. It's you know, it, it, this best thing I've ever done was that. Sure. You know, right. wished I had done it years sooner. Yeah, I think we we were doing the show when I got to uh, to, to get Sundays off, and so I already uh, detailed how that had to go. Yeah that I basically had to threaten to, to, to quit if, if right. I didn't get a weekend day off. Um, and thankfully Sunday was the day that they uh, decided to give me, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, it got to that point where like, look, I, I'm first of all, I'm not that important where I have to be here every weekend because <laughs> the place isn't going to fall apart. If I'm not, it's not going to burn it's, down. If no, you're not there, this is not that important. Um, so it's basically a matter of, you get to a, a stage where you can sort of assert yourself like that and, and say, Hey, I, I don't need to be here. Um, and if you want to call my bluff and say, go ahead and leave, watch me. <laughs> that will not be a problem because I can find work doing this anywhere. It is not difficult. It's actually easier now to find data entry work than it is probably uh, back when I was, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was, it was, it's a lot easier now because there's so many more, you know, remote op, uh, options, sure. uh, yep. so many more jobs that you don't even have to, to leave home. And I may still, <clears throat> I may still look into one of those uh, coming up uh, if I, you know, get frustrated enough because really this commuting stuff is for the birds. I, I, I definitely could do my job here at the home if they would allow me. They just won't allow me to. Um so there, there may be the day come where I look for something uh, where I can do it from home because I don't need to be driving uh, 17 miles a day to do this shit. It, it's so stupid. So it's a, it's a waste of gas. It's a waste of time, commuting time. Uh, there's just so many more things that can happen bad getting out there than if I were doing a job at home. It it's, doesn't really make any sense. So, But, yeah, you you, you got to get to that point uh, where you – Put your your you know your fist down the table basically and say, this is what I'm yeah. going to do because this is my life and I'm not going to be here that much longer you know on this planet. So while I'm here, I'm going to do the things that I want to do to enjoy it, and it's just right. the way it's got to be. And yeah, I got got to the point now where my kids play sports, and I wasn't going to be missing all of that. You know, sorry, can't can't watch you play softball. I have yep. to work. Can't can't watch you guys grow up. I I have to right stand around. It is bad enough to make that decision to to not be there, you know, to not be there for your kids when you're like an athlete or something like that, and you're making millions of dollars. 
uh, for for us to make that decision, we're not even you know on that level. Yeah, no, you you gotta yeah. you gotta put your foot down. So I, so I understand yeah, I'm, that completely. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm glad it's worked out that way, and I'm looking forward to these games tomorrow. It's an interesting slate. Um, you know, if my daughter's still not feeling good. I'm sure she'll be. Whatever room she's in is the room that we won't be because mm-hmm. nobody nobody's wanting to get sick with us mm-hmm. all planning on vacation next weekend. Right. So. Yeah, that's right. where that's, that's where it's at right now. Everybody down here that I know that has kids or kid is sick. Everybody. So. Yeah. So that that time of year, like you said. Uh oh. Almost caught the yawn on the mic there. Guess that uh, is a signal to, to wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good. That's a that was, you know, two hours and seventeen minutes we're sitting on right now. Yeah, that was that was the, that was the, the big one, the football party. That's that's why it seems so. That's right. We had we it's been a few weeks. Yeah, we haven't done the big football party in a while, so get to get back in the swing of that. Uh, six weeks to go. In the in the regular season, before we get to the playoffs, as we mentioned, uh, next week will be a Friday show. It'll be the first of many Friday shows because uh, after next weekend, there starts to be Saturday football, which necessitates uh, Friday shows unless you know life happens and we can't right. do the Friday show because that that's happened where we had to just tweet out the Friday the, the Saturday picks, and then while the Saturday games are going on, we do the Saturday show and we have get the rest of that. the Sunday. Uh, games on the on the record, so we'll, we'll see. You know, we we don't. I don't have any Christmas plans yet, but those things kind of pop up sometimes. Where you know, three days before the event, uh, my wife says, "Yeah, we're going to this thing and uh, on Friday night." Really, we are okay. So we'll, we'll see. I do know we're going to uh, her uncle's house next weekend, so next, next it will be a Friday show, and you will be uh, hosting that one. All right. Well, I know I can do it now. You know, actually, the board yeah. works great for me. Everything comes up nice and crystal clear. So, um, not not a problem. Okay. I will log in uh, as the host. So you're just going to send yourself the the link. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually always send myself the link anyway, uh, just in ah, case. Okay. Just in case. Because uh, it, it is blog talk. Just in case we have what know. we had happen a couple of weeks ago. Right. Where yeah, we had to do right. the miracle show. I can't get into the website. It's not working at all. And you, you come with a miracle, a Hail Mary uh, back doorway to get in, and, and you made it, you made it happen. You did that. I, I'm patting myself on the back right now. <laughs> I had a weird week physically. I, I, you know, I, I won't go on and on about it, but it was uh, the getting old sucks anyway, but uh, it, it's extra sucky sort of when you don't know why you're completely uh, falling apart and failing uh, physically. Yeah. And then you bounce back and you're, you're great. Yeah. Um, well, you've got those two weeks on me. So preach. <laughs> uh, yes. Respect your elders. Um, no, I had the, uh, the incident bef- I know before our last show uh, where I uh, fell down at the gym and, you know, right on my tailbone. Um, so then I was at the gym this past Tuesday. Um, we had really stupid weather. You're talking about the crazy weather up there. We had stupid weather, too. Tuesday, it was so bad that it was basically like tornado warnings um, in for the afternoon. 
So there, so it was so bad where I, I texted my wife and said, you probably should go home from work early uh, because it's apparently going to get really, really bad down here. Um, and it had been dark and whatnot all day. Then I turned around and I had, I had my gym clothes with me uh, at work because I meant to go before work because I knew it was going to be bad weather in the afternoon. And I was, I was just running late, so I just didn't go. And I felt really bad about that. Like I was I, you know, feeling like, a, you know, if I don't get in a workout, I'm going to just completely feel like a, a slob. So I'm telling my wife to go home early. And then I went to the gym and she's texting me like, where are you? I said, I'm at the gym. She's like, you, wait a minute. How are you going to tell me to go home early? And then you're out there at the gym. I said, cause I felt terrible. I had to, I, I apologize. Um, but then I felt terrible at the gym, like working out, like physically terrible. Like I was exhausted. Like, like it was not the normal uh, exhausted that I feel. I felt like, you know, almost to the point of like, I'm wondering, am I going to be able to get up out of here? Cause I, I don't know what was going on. Um, you know, heart was, was pounding and, and stuff like that. And I just felt bad, like really, really bad. I just had to get home and, uh, get some water in me and, and get some food. Um, and then the next night I go out to, to the bowling league and I shoot a 600 series. Nice. I have no fucking idea how I did that or what happened or I, it's just so odd. I, I, I know what, I know I, uh, why I was able to go out and go bowling. I didn't know if I was, was going to go bowling. That's how bad I felt Tuesday, but I got a great night of sleep after all of that craziness. And that really, uh, does the trick, uh, for anyone who doesn't know great night of sleep is the key to everything. You do not enjoy anything in life. If you're not getting good sleep, I, I can testify. I can promise you whatever is going on with your life. It will be much, much better if you actually get sleep and quality sleep at that. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was the first series uh, that I had two different 200 games and wound up uh, with a, with a 600 series overall. Like I was, I could not miss. I, I don't know what the hell was going on. I was, feeling strong and, and putting the ball where I wanted to put it. And uh, even, you know, accidentally crossing over in a couple of Brooklyn's, but you know, they, they all went down as long as they all go down. That's all that matters. So uh, yeah, just very, very odd uh, week physically. Like I, I, I hated that too. Like I felt like um, to feel so exhausted and then come back the next day. I almost would have rather felt exhausted Wednesday too, because at least I would have made some sense. Like, I'm just so tired. But I, oh, I felt yeah. great Wednesday. I, I I just don't know why. So just just weird. And I was standing out in the hail on Tuesday. Yeah, I wasn't tired enough. Um yeah, I, I, my can, wife, I can hardly even think about that kind of weather up here this time of year. We're we're so far clear of you know, hail and, and thunderstorms right now. It's not even funny. Yeah, that that's sixties and seventies. Uh, you're not anywhere yeah, near no. that at this point. No, no. When I, I had to, I went and got a haircut today because my regular gal doesn't work except when I work now, and I actually had a Saturday off, so I was actually able to get in with the person who I used to see all the time for a haircut. It was weird. It, it, it was what, 14 degrees when I left the house. Ah, yeah, it was cold. Damn, that's that's cold. It's going to be a real cold snap down here tomorrow. I think uh, we're going to oh, be a, like 40 is it for a high or something like that. Yeah, rip freezing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I know. 
Uh, but no, it was uh, Tuesday. I, I wasn't tired enough. Then I get home, and then my wife decided, "Oh, I got a pickup order at Walmart out there. You can you go get it for me?" Oh and, man, they deliver, is, you know. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, but I get there, and probably because of the weather, like they were really, I think, short-staffed or whatever. All the all the spots are taken, and nobody's getting any groceries. We're, we're all just sitting there, and. Uh, there's people hovering around the door of where they come out to, to bring out the groceries, like trying to look in and see what's going on. Finally, some woman kind of went crazy, um, you know, going after them. Like they had to call the police and, and it was that bad. Like she was MFing them and this, that and threatening <laughs> and stuff and trying to get up in there. Um, so they, they got her calmed down and got her out of there. Then the police left. And then we went right back to sit there waiting for the groceries. So finally I got up and, Stood out there with the rest of them, like I, this is apparently is the only way you're going to get anything is if you stand here. Then you see the thunder rolling in, and you hear it. Then you see the rain, and you 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 know when you're standing there, and you see a rainstorm approaching, and it's yeah. raining hard as hell, but it's not on you yet because you're seeing it come to you. And it's like, oh shit, here it comes. And then when it got there, it wasn't just rain; it was hail. For anyone who hasn't had to stand in a hailstorm, hail hurts. Yeah, that shit hurt. I'm, yeah, I, I, I get what and you're I couldn't saying. run to the car because I was so tired. I get what you're saying about places must be short-staffed with the help right now. I took the kids to Sam's Club this last week. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. Had to get some stuff, so they get out of school. Hey, come on, let's jump in the car. It was a pretty decent day. Drove over to Sam's Club. No joke. <laughs> they hadn't collected their shopping carts in so long that they went across the like you couldn't drive down the aisle. Because the park, the, the shopping carts were that far out of the cart corral into the lane. They, they procreated and started uh, spitting it, carts all over the place. And it was, and it was like every single one. I didn't know that place had that many, because we went in, they still had plenty of shopping, how many shopping carts do you guys have? <laughs> there had to be a thousand of them. <laughs> it seemed like out in the parking lot. And it was, yeah. a, I'd never seen a place that had not gone and, collected their carts for so long that they were blocking the aisles. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of carts. Yeah. I mean, to the point where if somebody was driving, not paying attention, wham! I mean, they're driving yeah. right into shopping carts. Yeah. The last thing you expect when you're looking for a parking <laughs> place is that the shopping carts are all sticking out in front of you. Uh, you just thought you were going to Sam's Club. You didn't know you were entering a, a bumper derby. <laughs> that would do some damage, too. I don't care how fast you're going. Yeah, I'm sure it will. All those, all those carts connected together, that, that yeah, that, that, that'd look good on the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened here? Well, let me tell you. I hit some shopping carts. No, not really. What happened? <laughs> no, it was a runaway train of shopping carts. I'm telling you. That's right. I hit the New Jack family. <laughs> and they were filled with garbage cans and crutches yeah, and everything cleaners. else. Yeah. <laughs> you remember all that? Wow. Come on. That was my, that was my show. Vacuum cleaners. <laughs> yeah. I, he pulled a vacuum cleaner out one time busted somebody over the head with it. <laughs> he did. He sure did. <laughs> So is it funnier that he did it or uh, funnier that I referenced it? I 
because I because I was about to say vacuum cleaner before you said that, and then oh, I stopped okay. myself because I said that's too weird and wild. I'm not going to mention the vacuum cleaner because nobody would remember said. <laughs> and then you say and the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Rest in peace, New Jack. One of a kind. All right. All right. I'm good. That, now now we're done. Break. <laughs> All right. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? All right. Uh, reminder that next week is a Friday show and starts a series of Friday shows, at least the next four weeks uh, of Fridays. Again, unless circumstances come up and we have to move it uh, back to Saturday, in which case you know where to find our picks for Saturday games be on our Twitter handles uh, if Twitter is still running. I am at IMLDDRE, J is at IMLDJTG. And that will do it for us. He is Jay, I am Dre. This has been In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening. And once again, join us next week, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, Friday night. We recap week 13, and we get you ready for week 14 as the NFL season rolls along. And we will talk to you then. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.